0: I'm such a doofus. I'm just a doofus. That's right guys. Now we are back and I, you heard the pop chart hit today. I am such a doofus because you might <laughs> <laughs> you might notice that the setup is a little different in here today. We've expanded the studio here and of course when I was rewiring everything I had the out as an in and why you weren't getting any audio. So now you should be uh, seeing us live and hearing yeah. us live. Yeah,
1: Charlie said we got audio. There so. we go. Thank you, Boom. Charlie.
0: And Mike, shout out to the boys. Yeah, everybody helping uh, to uncover my idiocy. So it's been a busy week. Uh, thank you again for everybody tuning in with us here at 6 at the regular time yep. for Beater Drums Live. As I mentioned, you might notice that the shot is a little bigger today. It's not just me and Jarrett here uh, on the one side. We now, not only in addition to having the shot you're used to of Mr. Jarrett, we have have the new third base seat uh, for our guests that we're going to start bringing on. So very soon you should start seeing somebody there in that slot. Um, We're going to start next week. And our first guest is going to be Derek Fountain. That is right. The man, the the guy that really helped me get Bearded Drum started was Derek and kind of coached me through the whole thing, learning the camera and all of the things that you got to learn how to do. And uh, he also managed our local music store for like... 16, 17 years. It was that long? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't that, know it was that long. Cuz he started he started working there when he was a kid, like, you know, like a young teenager and then I think by whatever he had gotten himself to manager so he ran the local joint forever and has a really actually because he's even though he's not a drummer, he's got a great knowledge of drums having sold them for so long and has actually some pretty good opinions on, you know, what brands he likes. So that will be next week, uh, regular time, Jared. Yes, next week, regular time uh, at six p.m. on Thursday, we will have our first guest, Mr. Derek Fountain. He took our promo photos. He, when you see the thumbnails for these videos, those are the photos. So he's not only like a part of the music community forever. He's uh, probably one of the best photographers in our, you know, in Mississippi.
1: Yeah, I was very surprised uh this is just a little not i guess not vanity but i'm I'm not a big facebook guy i mean i'm on there just to like keep up with whatever well he took some photos and uh steven was like hey how about you do a couple of headshots you know some professional drum stuff for for jim all right cool and uh, i got 180 something likes i was like "Ooh, this is cool i was like i should have
0: loaded up some photos he takes the best pictures oh yeah um he's my favorite um, so like I said that will be our first guest um, we don't know what the topic is going to be yet we'll have to make something up or you know or pick something good for Derek to kind of jump in on um, but we're going to be doing that more and more now we're going to be bringing in local drummers that are yep. uh, friends of ours like Phil who was over today of course you know we talk about him constantly Hugh and we talk about Ray a lot so those kind of those kinds of players are going to be coming on but we're also going to have non drummers yeah so we can get like a nice balanced you know or even an outside view yeah because um,
1: that, that's the kind of thing I'll, i'm looking forward to um because i did mention on the facebook post i did uh on monday to everyone that since derek does have a background in photography and videography if any of you guys out there that do youtube or anything like that if you have any questions along that line uh you know to ask Derek, I mean, go ahead and get some thoughts below, because I'm pretty sure anything you have, like, oh, I use this, and I'm not getting good footage or text with anything, it's like, you know, what can I do or use, and then I'm pretty sure Derek would be able to answer any of those questions that you might have. Um. I
0: totally agree. You know, uh, Derek has, like I
1: said,
0: a good wealth of knowledge, so uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of guys You know, just to broaden the show, get that drummer opinion in here, get that non-drummer opinion in here. Yeah. Um, So expect that starting next week. But for now and as usual, um, we're going to go over what we're doing for the week. So, Jared, if you will let all of our viewers out there know what you have going on in your drumming life.
1: So I'm currently in the midst of working... On sell selling some more gear. I recently got my DW kit to sell, which was nice. Um, having not financial issues, but some stuff came up. So that definitely helped cover uh, that. I'm still slowly working. Tis the
0: season for selling. It is. Get rid of that gear right now, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody's got those stimmy checks. So they're they're wanting to buy that drum gear left and right.
1: Yeah. So I'm... <laughs> currently working on that. Um, if anyone out there is interested, I have a 2000s Yamaha that is in 10, 14, 20, if anyone's interested. Um, I got a couple snare drums I'm going to be putting up pretty soon. Um, so that's what I'm currently working on. Uh, I got that custom kit I'm still working on. Um, but Swindle got with me this past week, and he's getting very close. He had to get some new parts in. Uh, some. One,
0: it's so hard to get parts right now. Yeah.
1: Everybody's.
0: It's
1: be real nice when it comes out. Yeah, because he's doing the graduated bearing edges across everything. He got a new router bit in, uh, which I'm very excited to uh, to see what he does, to what he does with that. Because he's got my kit he's working on and three other snare drums. He's got a, a cherry, a mahogany, and then something else. And then the guy that did our demos for my band for our EP, he's getting a kit uh made from swindle too oh nice uh nine by no seven by 13 12 by 16 and then i think he said 12 by 24 for the kick drum for and you said
0: he's doing graduated bearing edges on your your drum set yes remind me who does that as well hmm who could I'm it not, be? I'm not going to say it. I'm Who we just argued. could it I,
1: be? I'm not going to
0: argue Who with it. Who could it be? That's right. Pearl Drums, ladies and gentlemen. And actually, a uh, little fun fact for you. Tomorrow, April 2nd, <clears throat> is not on, you know, because we had NAM Yeah. super late this, well, not even super late, super weird. Yeah. It was like a digital Nam, And some of the companies have come out and let their, uh, well, most of them really, have let out their new releases for the year. Pearl has been rather sneaky about it. And they have said, hold on. Not only is it going to be our release for Nam, but I believe tomorrow to the date is Pearl's 75th anniversary. Oh, sweet. So we've had all the... I've seen a bunch of the cool pieces that came out at the 50th anniversary. Yeah. That snare drum, for one, that you'll see sometimes on eBay. It's like a steam-bent one-piece maple with two blugs, all gold hardware, straight hoops. Um so now, 25 years later, we're at another, what do they call those, like Jubilee uh, celebrations, like when you hit 25, 50, yeah. 75, 100? So we're at a good one. So tomorrow, April 2nd, is if you're on Instagram or I'm probably Instagram and Facebook will probably be the best places to see it if you follow Pearl. Yeah. They're going to be doing all their new releases, like their, their 2021 stuff. And you know, there's going to be some. 75th like a 75th anniversary snare or yeah uh, there's gonna be there has to be something dope in there um so i'm very excited about number one happy birthday two pearl drums tomorrow celebrating their 75th anniversary and coincidentally (coughs) Jarrett and i both love the drum history podcast yeah um which i highly suggest everybody go look um get you know get on spotify get on Apple Podcasts, he does stuff on Instagram. Oh, yeah, his I'm Instagram's sh- awesome. Yeah, I'm sure he does stuff on Facebook, too. But just look up Drum History Podcast, and they do some really cool stuff. And coincidentally, recently, I had been listening to The History of Pearl Drums, where the guy told me that like the founding day or whatever is April 2nd, and then it kind of made sense when I was like, oh, they're waiting to release all their stuff on their 75th yeah. birthday and uh, another cool interesting thing I found out about Pearl cause I, most people know and if you don't know I'm a big fan of Pearl drums as far as like new drums I like Ludwig's for old stuff but for new drums for me it's Pearl uh, Jared's a big fan of Gretch um, I've always been a Pearl guy and um, I've always been a proud player of Pearl because they really do produce a, a very good quality instrument I think anybody even if you don't like Pearl you would admit they're not you know crappily built drum no and probably the best bass drum in the industry yeah like they're they're great you know they have a great history and uh i just assumed like everybody and the guy from drum drum history even kind of said this he was like you know you assume that a lot of these corporations are huge vic firth or Aquarian drum heads or Ludwig drums, like you think that these are big, like you know, in a, in some cases, like with Pearl and Tama, multinational corporations. Yeah, and they're not; they're really not that big. I think on on the off on the offhand, he mentioned that like Vic Firth only has like twelve real employees, as far as like the office and all of yeah. the, the corporate level, like not down making the sticks, because even though that's probably mostly done by machine now. Yeah, like they really have like only twelve employees, and it's same thing with. Pearl it's way more than 12 but they don't have like you'd think like they have thousands of employees they really don't um and what i learned was like what you would think is a huge company you know maybe like on the the the, the stock market index yeah pearl has always been family owned since day 1 and the guy that runs it now i forget the last name i even if i knew it i wouldn't be able to pronounce it properly um the grandson of the founder is the chairman right now. Oh, cool! And Pearl owns everything that Pearl owns, like their factories, the Nashville office, obviously the, the 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 factories and the office back in Japan. Like they've never they've never had outside investment. That is a literal family-owned business that is on their third generation now. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, which made me even you know more proud to be a Pearl player because you know that just shows like. They started out doing something, and they just spent, you know, basically the past 75 years trying to perfect what they started out doing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, by at least by my account, because I'm a Pearl fan, I think they've done a damn good job um, offering some of the nicest high-end stuff you could possibly imagine down to the Pearl export, which every, you know, we were talking. Or no, Phil and I were talking about that earlier. When I was a kid, I remember... Um, that's pretty much what you got if you got a first drum set. yeah, because they went down to the store and they carried Pearl exports and it probably came with a set of symbols and um, even though I had a Tam as a kid, I had three other friends that played drums, and they all had like the red or the black pearl, pearl export, yeah, you know um, so a little bit of info for you on Pearl. And like I said, if you are an interested in that brand, tomorrow is their seventy fifth anniversary and also their product release day. So check uh, Facebook and Instagram and all the places to see if there's any cool stuff that comes out this year. Um, so, anything else you were working on this this, this week besides? Uh...
1: That's really been it. Um, you know, we got that. My oh, new well, st- yeah, yeah. But you mention your snare drum. Yeah. Huh? So I got a new snare drum off of uh, Reverb uh, recently, <laughs> and a new crash cymbal as well um, from Nelson Drum Shop. So I got a two thousands. Gretsch USA Custom. Uh, it's black, five and a half by 14.
0: <laughs> I'm over here screwing there. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Uh, and it's 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 sweet. I had a, some issues getting the snare wires to work. I found out it was just the guy who had it had bad clips on it, and it torqued the wires that were
0: on it. Well, and you and Hugh had – did you talk to Hugh? Uh-uh. Okay. Um, so Jarrett and Hugh – we're going to be getting their new snare drums at the same time. Yeah. Jarrett's got the Gretsch USA Custom, like, what, 1990s? Some of the 2000s. Yeah, five and a half by 14 maple snare. Absolutely beautiful. Um, had such a good time, even though you really played most of the night. While yeah. I did get to play it, that snare drum sounds so good. But Jarrett and Hugh were getting their new snare drums at the same time. Uh, Hugh's birthday was March 29th, I believe, I or the 19th. F- think so. Uh, the 19th, I think, shortly after my birthday. So, Hugh, if you're watching, of course, even though I called you. I don't know if Jarrett did, but I called. Um, How dare you. <laughs> happy birthday uh, and happy late birthday. Uh, but he, for his birthday, wanted a Gretsch snare, white marine pearl, match all his other stuff. And uh, so y'all had orders pretty much at the same time, and I yeah. think we're due to receive them at the same time. Yours obviously came in you know, uh, right on time. Yeah. His was a little bit later, I think like by a day or two. And then I called him and I, you know, just told him, I was like, Hey man, I'll, I'm, I'm not calling a buggy. I'm just calling to see whether you like your new snare drummer or, or not. And you know, he goes,
1: Oh, oh and no. I was like, oh, oh no,
0: that can't be good. He's like, it was such an ordeal. And I was like, what happened? So he had, uh, he had found a Gretsch, Dixieland, I believe. That's the student model, the six lug? I think so. Yeah. I think he had found a Gretsch Dixieland White Marine. And the guy said it was like original rap and blah, blah, you know, all the blah, blah, blahs. And um, the guy that was selling it on eBay was even like, you know, I've had this drum up for a while, and I just don't know why nobody has pulled the trigger on it because I've got a good price on it. So I guess Hugh just thought, like most of us, you know, I just got a good deal, and here we go. Well, he gets the drum in, and I can't remember everything he told me, but he remembers, like, he said, uh, or I remember, he said the the lugs look like super cheap knockoff lugs. Like once he pulled them out and looked at them, yeah. Um, he also said uh, the hoops were not true, um, and something basically. It, oh, and it had been rewrapped. He's like very obviously had been rewrapped. So everything that the drum had not publicized itself to be like it's supposed to be original wrap. It was rewrapped. It was supposed to be in like fair condition, and the hoops were kind of bent. And so he ended up having to send that drum back. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, what a way to ruin your birthday. You get a new snare drum and it doesn't you know, that's that's the only thing with buying online specifically like eBay, um, even more so much than reverb is sometimes you don't get exactly what you thought you were getting. Yeah. And just about the time, I was like ready to feel sad for him. But he's like, I found another one. (laughs) And I think it worked out better, in his opinion, because it was a music store from somewhere up north, not necessarily a drum store, so they just knew it was an older Gretsch White Marine Pearl. He said they listed it as fair condition and had about, I think, the same price. So we got the drum in. And the day that I called him, which was Tuesday, I think, uh, the drum had come in hours before. Awesome. I was like, but have I got my new drum in already? I was like, oh, great. And he said, you know, it was listed as fair condition. And he just went on about how awesome. of Like, they were basically saying fair condition to be conservative. Like, oh, yeah, we know it's a 50s or 60s Gretsch. It's in fair condition. Here's a good price. And he was like, no, it was an excellent condition, especially for the whatever price he paid for it. Yeah. So he got his snare drum in. Thankfully, it all worked out. He's happy with it. But he did have to go through a bit of an ordeal. Yeah, I bet. That's such a pain in the butt. But, you know, it does it does happen. Yeah. And it will happen. You will strike out eventually if you buy on used on eBay or anything like that. Sometimes you're not going to get exactly. Hopefully it always works out like you where you find something just as good or better. Same price. You know, no issue with sending anything back. So, But it was supposed to be a happy week for both of y'all. A little bit more for Hugh having to deal with sending it back, but you got yours in and yours at the juke joint. Um, once, you know, we got it tuned up and ready to go. Uh, I think I only got to play it for like four or five songs before you got up there and yeah. uh, it, it sounded really, really good. And I've heard, uh, what was the, uh, what's the symbol you got? It's a Zildjian, say that four part name for yeah. me.
1: So it is a 19 inch Zildjian K custom Special dry, trash crash,
0: one more time.
1: Nineteen inch, Zildjian, K custom, special dry, trash crash. Say
0: that four times fast. I'm not going to because I'm going <laughs> to butcher it and say an inappropriate word. Great symbol, like uh, you know, Zildjian is great, and you know I would never say any anything otherwise. They're the original, they are the OG, but I don't particularly go for a lot of Zildjian symbols and that one sounded really, really good.
1: And I took kind of a gamble, I'm not going to lie, because um, I watched some videos on YouTube of other guys playing. I'm like, it, it sounds pretty cool. It's like, But Nelson had it up for $200, and I'm like, that normally goes for like yeah. 300 something I was like, so I'll snag it, because well, they, on their description, was like, barely played. And like, yeah. I mean, I was like...
0: Fair condition.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> barely played, and I was like, for $200, Like if I don't like it, I can just resell it for $300 and then yeah. make money off of it. Um, but I got that from them, and then I got some uh, the key cushion uh, That's right. shaker. That's pretty dope. I got an upcycled uh, bottle cap shaker. That's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie; it's a very neat uh, thing to to kind of play around with.
0: And I know what you're talking about. Those do look very mm-hmm. cool. I've never got to play with one.
1: It sounds so awesome. It's a, it's such a cool kind of sound. And I got that, and then um, the one I ordered which was, I uh, forgot the the beer bottle caps that they were, but it had a purple cord, and that was sold on the website, and so they emailed me back extremely quick. Even at, like, 9 o'clock at night when I'm at work on my first break, they're still emailing me. I'm like, you guys are amazing. Um, and so oh, they had another one that was in stock, so they got me that one instead, and I cannot remember the brand of beer caps that it is um, or what beer company it is. But and then, where did all this stuff come from? Uh, Nelson Drum Shop. And they, I ordered a rag, and they sent me a couple extra ones. Um, And so I have gifted you one.
0: Now I have something with my actual name. Thank you very much, dude. I appreciate the gift. But, yes, the famed Nelson Drum Shop, which we obviously
1: want to get to at some point. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. So I got all that stuff in. I was very surprised by the crash uh, because I'm not a big... Like, super trashy. Holy Crash guy. Yeah, not a big Holy Crash guy. You know, it sometimes a little abrasive. But that sounds really good. And it sounded really great in the mix. Um, I was playing with that super cool... uh, All those hippie dudes that were in. in. We had a little music fest this past weekend. Jarrett got to do a little bit of jamming. Yeah, it was awesome. I don't get to play that kind of music ever. Yeah. So it was it was cool, because we had like a, that hippie fest, or, or what was it called? Fire. I forget. Um, like but fire it was water. like a traveling...
0: Yeah, like a traveling, what do they call it, a medicine show kind of thing. Yeah. Um so locally here, uh, one of the bars had on Friday a festival with like, I don't know, it's like eight bands mm-hmm. and like a bunch of songwriters mm-hmm. and singers that would interchange in between the bands, but they stuck around because they had another gig on Saturday somewhere like a private gig. It's at that that creek place we wanted to go to. Yeah, um and then um they Came to the jam on Sunday, and we got, like, four songs in, maybe five songs in, and had a couple singers up. And then, you know, one of the guys locally was like, look, I got these guys. They stayed in town. They want to do a little bit of jamming, and uh, all they needed was a drummer. And uh, so, you know, Jared, get up there and play, and he ended up staying. I played about four songs, maybe five songs. And I finished the night and out. And then you did from, so that would be, like, started, uh, it was, like, 11.30 or 11.40 until two thirty, 30-ish. yeah, ish. Um, so Jared had a really good time, and yeah, like you said, you got to play with some some pickers and some guys that have like been on the road playing a bunch, which is always obviously different than yeah.
1: And these guys were a killer too. And it was music, they really were. And I, it's music I don't normally get to play. Like I don't ever get to play any like bluegrass or country stuff of that, you know, Americana, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, of that kind of. Right.
0: And that was just, a, it was just a cool experience. Well, plus, they would swing sometimes too, which is yeah. cool, so you got to really dig in and and, and go to town on that. Uh, I thought they actually had, and I think that one of the guys did a couple of covers like that were recognizable. So they yeah. had a, a nice mix. They had a good feel. Um, it was it was cool to have those guys in for the week. Uh, we get lucky, I don't know, every five or six weeks with a really good group of musicians.
1: Yeah, the guy that played guitar with the crazy looking hat, yeah, his name was Catfish, uh, and he told me after we got done uh, with his set. He's like, man, listen to you back there play. I I knew I had to play uh, Give Me Three Steps by Leonard Skinner for you. I knew you liked that one a lot. And that was – I've never gotten to play with a band before, and that was a lot of fun because I'm like – because Brennan – looks at me and is like, do you know this tune? I'm like, do I know this tune? One, two, three, and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like second nature. I grew up on Leonard Skinner. I'm like, yeah, I know this tune, forwards and backwards. I, I could sing this song while playing the kit to it. And like, don't ever come at me like I that, Brennan. I got to do
0: a similar thing this week because uh, we were at a casino uh, over the weekend and we had a fill-in uh, piano player, Oh my gosh. a really good friend of us, ours, Chris Zungis. And, uh, so good. Really good player. God, but uh, no.
1: I'm afraid he's not really good. He is a phenomenal piano player. Yeah, he
0: really is. He's a very good, very good guy. And he's fun to be around. Oh, he's lovely. And um, so they were like, because he was kind of sitting in and we weren't going to be able to do the regular set list that we would normally do. They were just calling out random tunes. And he goes at one point, and I haven't heard this, this name of the song since I was a child. But he's like, by any chance, do y'all know Great Balls of Fire? And I was like, <laughs> do I? I've never thought in my wildest dreams as a, as a cover drummer um getting to play some Jerry Lee Lewis like actually getting to play not messing around at a practice or whatever like somebody literally calling out with a stage full of players like can you all I'm like yeah I mean it's obviously very easy and it's such a silly tune from like I remember as, as, as being a kid and it's such an easy tune but it was a ton of fun to play and even oh, yeah. at the end I was like bah, 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 bah. I was like that was awesome like that was actually a lot of fun just to, you know it's like the equivalent of playing like Wipeout or something. Yeah. Like I've never got to do it. It's something that you hear about way you know be, way back when you begin because it's boo ka boo But it was fun. And oh I yeah. had A really good time doing it. Um. So we we both had like fun musical weekends. Uh. You got somebody honking in on the chat.
1: Um. Let's see. Charlie Smith. Our man. He's like a dictionary. He goes. But is it the nineteen KCS DTC the. Hey, custom special to trash cash <laughs> like yeah it is that one um and then we got mark wit in uh and he says hey fellas i got the prompt you
0: were on that's right man and we are going to be actually going to some of your pictures here very shortly after we knock out the pre-show dialogue yep um but yeah we've got some pictures coming up from mark whitman and it's always good to hear <laughs> charlie <laughs> chiming in um so, yeah, it was, it was a fun weekend, and I think even you had, both you and I at the end of the weekend were like, man, it was fun. I did have a good time, but I'm ready for this week to be yeah, over with. Yeah,
1: because between work and everything, um, so I work at a casino, uh, and so since it is definitely the springtime, it is spring break. And so we've been having a lot of influx of people on the weekends coming out and top of having stimulus money. We've oh yeah been, we've been getting and the itch to get out you yeah know, this whole year yeah it's probably we've been getting getting thrashed um like like I was telling you earlier we had an uptake from like our normal tips uptake another six grand so we went from 15k to, to 21k nice Which with that and that's
0: a that's a lot for us yeah. over the course of a week well you know it's getting that the weather's changing it's getting nice everybody's kind of itching to get outside and do stuff so I think it's going to be a, um, hopefully a safe but definitely a busy summer. Oh yeah. Um so I'm looking forward to some nicer weather cuz it's been pretty bad around here this year for our winters, which are usually light. Yeah. But not this year. It was not light at all. It was quite heavy. And this cold snap was nice. Yeah, of course I hate, we get I hate one sweating. more cold snap before Easter every year. I call it. Everyone's like, "No," I'm like, "No, there's always no, one there's before Easter." Always. It's always one the week before, before <laughs> Easter. Yep. And we're in the middle of it right now. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good week and um That's right. You you've already said. Now, I wasn't going to mention it, but Jarrett mentioned, um, started just raving over it. So I guess we will show it. Um, I should have got the picture of the Sabian, but I don't have it. But Sabian makes a practice pad called the Silent Tone or something like that. And I I, I'm not happy with the practice pads that I have here at the house. I have like a basically a practice pad that's made for like a marching snare drummer or a tenor player.
1: Yeah, so you have one that's like a, like a baby tenor pad, and then the other one you have is like a traveling...
0: Yeah, they're like, they're like made from marching uh, applications. And uh, if you've ever seen the Silent Tone by Sabian, or Silent... I think that's what it's called, Silent Tone. It's basically like a rim that's tightened down onto a piece of wood, so you can actually put a head on it. Um, and I actually think I have... Uh, I think it was smart enough to upload a photo of the pad this is the final
1: quiet tone (laughs) is
0: what it's called thank you uh, thank you charlie thank you so this is the practice pad that i basically ripped off of the quiet tone Um, and it's basically all you see is it's just a piece of wood and then there's a smaller piece of wood that goes right up under the head pushes up against the um the the top drum head there and it's you know slightly tunable um just a project really so I would have something to do this week and it literally cost me eight dollars and change because you take a rim in this case it's a Jarrett's got it right here you take a 12 inch rim <laughs> and you take a regular head stick it under the rim and then I, I copied the actual formula of the Sabian the Sabian one I cut the same size head out Uh, just the top part right before it starts to curl down on the collar. And I guess that's just like an added layer of protection. So there's the head and then there's a cutout head right underneath that. And then a thin piece of foam underneath those. And then there's a, it's like foam that you use for building a house. It's that purple stuff. It's kind of stiff. Yeah. There's a chunk of that underneath the soft foam. And then there's a 12 inch piece of wood that tightens up, you know, and then the big piece here on the bottom. So I literally had a bunch of heads here. I had the rim. I had the tension rods. I just went to Lowe's and bought the 12-inch pre-cut square, or square, the 12-inch pre-cut circle, which was four-something, and then the bottom big chunk is basically a replacement for a bar stool. Um, But they're both sanded. They're both cut. You don't have to do anything. I threw some stain on it, and, of course, you end up with – and I think, didn't Remo used to kind of make, even though it was plastic, something similar to this? I
1: think so. I know Rick – um, Dior has a cool practice pad video, and I believe has said it was either Remo or it was a guy with his own drum shop, and he made a couple of these pads. Yeah, and he's got two of and them.
0: And I was happy with it. I, I was like, okay, it feels like my snare. It feels like a practice pad. And Jarrett comes over and he's like, ah, ah.
1: Oh, I, I, cadence, I cadence, cadence, cadence. I, ah. I loved it. I, I played all my <laughs> old marching stuff because this is, this is dope. Like it. It feels so good to play, even though that you were not expecting me to be, like, ogling over this. Yeah, really. Like, I love it. This is, it's such, and it feels so good. If anyone out there does anything, like, marching-wise, you would, if you decide to build this, you will not regret it. Because I have my old marching pad still. I have the Red Vader. Eh, it's all right. I have an Invader um, off-world. And that one's not bad. It's loud. I mean, it's it's got the Formica top with that little bit yeah. of rubber for the bounce. But this is just so. I guess nice. I'm gonna have to do a video,
0: like how you can build your own. I mean, if you had the rim and the tension rods at home, like just a 12 inch rim, you could do it with any size. You could do it with a 10 or a 12 or 14. Um, you know, you're literally talking like under 20 bucks to build a hundred dollar. And it's stained, Plus, yeah. it's nice, you know, it's wood, so I guess I'll have to do, do a video on how to build your own custom I, practice, man.
1: I, 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 I want to take this home. I love it. This is so cool. <laughs> he's like, it's whatever. I told you I'd
0: make you one, you just got to bring me a rim.
1: I know, but you're like, oh, it's whatever. I'm like, no, this is this is gold. I'm like, you could sell these, Steven. I mean, you could find. Who you, knows, maybe that's the route. You get six DCI nerds behind this, it's golden, I promise you. <laughs>
0: Super happy with it. So that started off my week was just like literally a two-day project. Like I started working in the room uh, one one late at night and realized I'd, I I, did, I needed some wood. Yeah. And I just didn't have the right pieces here. I had some, some circles that were cut in 10-inch. So literally the next day, just went down to Lowe's. Took about 10 minutes, about $10. And the, by the end of that night, it was put together, tuned up, and already had stain on it. And so by the next afternoon, the stain was dry enough to hold. So now I've got... No reason to practice, yeah. Like you built the thing, you, you made sure that it played like you want it to play at the tension you want it to play. So now I literally have and have been using it every day since I built it. No room ru- or no reason not to sit here and work on rudiments. And you know,
1: that'd be dope for brushes because you got the
0: texture. I know head. because you've got oh. the head, it's a textured, yeah. textured head. So now, if you especially if you did a 14, oh, you could work on your brush technique. Oh We'll, we'll, we'll build another one. There were, it was easy. I'm telling you. Yeah. It was literally, if I had everything here, it's like you'd start at 2 in the afternoon. You'd be done building it by like 4, and then you'd throw some stain on it. So by the next afternoon at 5, it's done. You're ready to go. So we'll Quick have to, and dirty. Uh, <laughs> we'll, have to do, uh, we'll have to do an episode on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, so that started the week off, and then obviously the, you, you see it. We changed the setup. We got myself, all, or all of us. I got Mr. Jarrett, and then I've got the third base spot for when the guests start coming in. So I had to rearrange the room, recenter the table, run not rerun all the cables, but obviously you can see we messed up early on. Yeah. with the audio output. Uh, so rerun some of the cables, but now we have got canvas for everybody, and uh, this is probably what it's going to be like for quite a while. Uh, the next segment, I guess, of the show where, you know, we wanted to get about ten or so episodes, which today is. Obviously, episode nine, I've got it covered up with the Mm -hmm. awesome Nelson towel. Um, But next week being the 10th episode, you know, after what we so we get comfortable doing this because, you know, Jarrett and I Mm -hmm. have played drums on videos. And but, you know, it's it's totally different to sit here and talk to you guys uh, for two hours constant. Yeah. And then there's no editing. There's no. Yeah. So we wanted to get where we felt comfortable with each other, where he he's pretty much gotten to the point where he knows when I'm taking a pause and he'll (laughs) like throw something in there. Um, so now the next phase will be the bigger setup with bringing in guests. And I think y'all are really going to enjoy that. We've got some really good guests and we've got a wide assortment of the guests that are going to be coming on.
1: Yeah, we've got a good pool to, to yeah, drum
0: builders, mm-hmm. drummers, uh, really good musicians that actually are knowledgeable about drums that aren't necessarily drummers.
1: And then people that are in the industry that yeah. involve with us from, from like the venue side yeah. to like, the the hiring side like Denise and them we're gonna get deep on you oh yeah
0: deep over here it's gonna be
1: like the 2020
0: for drums yeah not the YouTube channel but the actual show yeah Um, so it's gonna be good and this is this is pretty much I think it's gonna be you know until we get to a point where we really feel like we have to upgrade from here Um, so that was the other part of the week was just really dealing with getting all this set up and relit and everything I think we're good to go but today is the best day because I've got a wonderful package that we received. Jared, did you get... you? That's right. (laughs) He's ready to go. Um, I've been spending what, the past two months basically liquidating the Sabian inventory. Yeah, Um, I don't play them anymore, not because I don't like them, but just in most of the cases that I'm in nowadays, I just don't use them. Um, Started with one Istanbul piece, which led to a crash, which led to a ride, ride, which led Mm -hmm. to some other hi-hats and another crash, and Now we have multiple sets of Istanbul here, which I'm completely happy with. And uh, to cap Mm -hmm. that set off, like we were talking about, you, Phil, and I earlier, it's not a real cymbal set unless you have a cymbal with holes. That's right. you got to (laughs) have, in this modern day and age, you're just not a real drummer unless one of your cymbals has holes in it.
1: (laughs) Yep. you got your pepper, which is your ride. You got your salty sweet, which is your crash, and you got your paprika, you got your wild card on the the
0: right side. (laughs) So we have something to open here, live on here. Actually, I'll let you do it because you're always the the package opener. Uh, This came in today as Phil and Jarrett and I were conversing in the front yard yeah disclaimer this was not
1: previously opened the box is just bent like this yeah we, we wanted a
0: youtuber trick where we actually played with it earlier we wanted to uh, but we Stephen... did it was very tough and i said no we're actually going to open this live on air not do the fake thing where we tape the box back up because uh, if we so, don't like it you'll see us yeah if i don't you know that's the thing with ordering symbols online you got to be pretty confident that you know what you want and this one i'll admit i took a gamble on So you might see me here in a second being like, oh, that's awesome. Not really, but, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it'll be good. Everything I've gotten from Istanbul thus far has been really good. Sounds really good. Uh, Obviously they're, you know, one of the bigger names out there for symbols anyway. But this one was an experimental piece. So hopefully she's going to sound good. But we we really just never know.
1: Bom, 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 bom. That's right. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
0: So this is oh, uh, nope. This is an Istanbul, and this is out of the exist line because just about everything I have right now is an exist symbol. Uh, what? Nothing. Oh, you gave me no, a I weird just, look. No, I was just. Everything has been in exist so far. I've got one exist regular ride. I have one exist regular series 18 inch crash. I have one uh, exist dark dry 20 inch crash. I also have the dark dry 13 inch hats. And I just got uh, a couple of weeks ago the exist regular series 15 inch hats. And now we have the exist dry dark. What is that? 19 inch something or something. Yeah. Something. The- It's the Exist 19-inch
1: Ion Dark Crash.
0: Yes. A.K.A. now I have a a symbol with holes in it. Give it it a whack and let's see. A little bit of bite there.
1: A little bit of bite.
0: (laughs) Hopefully they didn't scream through y'all's headphones. Yeah, let me see that real quick. I just want to, okay. So this one, the dry and dark, is it dark and dry or dry and whatever? That's just dark. There's no dry in that one. Oh, this is, okay. So maybe that's why it's so different. All those dry darks or dark and dries are super thin. Like that crash is like highly bendable and those hats are really thin. I guess since this is just a regular dark. It's got significant more thickness and it's got those like, Tons of micro hammering on
1: it. Yeah, because the, the other ones you have have the big, thick, uneven hammering. Yeah, um,
0: kind of reminds me offhand of kind of like a an ozone, which yeah. is really if you're making a hole, a symbol with holes in it, everything's kind of modeled after the ozone. They yeah. change those hole patterns up now, um, but obviously when Jarrett and I get done here today, this little guy it's getting swacked. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be thrown up on the kit and getting played for sure. And again, like most of the Exist-ups, wasn't terribly expensive. Nope. Um, I can tell you right here. This one, like all of them, I think most of these have come from Explorer's Percussion because they're the ones that are always dumping these online on eBay. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. this was 169 for Istanbul Up 19-inch Exist Ion Dark Crash Symbol. Um, so, you know, like most of their other pieces, not very expensive and will now round out because I've got everything is pretty eat much either. The dark and dry stuff really just sounds fat. That, I, that's how I would characterize or characterize them. They're very round, they're very fat symbols, um, not the like highest output in volume. And then all the regular series exist is like what you'd expect out of an AA or an A, just a bright, yeah. very traditional. And I didn't have anything really with any bite. And that's definitely, I think, what this one's going to provide is uh, some sharp bite, probably over here on my right hand to side, my floor tom crash. Um, so, yeah, super happy about that. And now I'm just super happy to get out of here so we can throw it up on the kit and just oh, go yeah. play it for a little while. Um, so that rounds out, I think my week Mm. practice pad, new studio, new symbol. I think that's it. Yep. And now I have to make a video about the practice pad. So a busy week, a good week though. Oh yeah. Um, And you know, other than the rain last night, pretty beautiful weather finally around here for once. Oh Yeah. Um, so looking forward to summer and hopefully
1: everything's gonna pick up, which means it's gonna be fishing weather for me. Oh yeah. So my practice time will be slightly cut once a week <laughs> to go out on my kayak for about six hours <laughs> and get
0: sunburnt. That's and okay. And it's okay. It's summertime. You're supposed to get outside. Um, moving on. We want to the comments real quick before we. Uh, oh yeah, before before we, we go got some it? comments. And go to the comments.
1: Oh yeah. So, um. Mike Malone said, love the Gretsch banners in the back. Get a sponsorship for the show. We're working on it. I uh, hope. That'd be anybody. God, anyone. It could be freaking. It could be percussion plus. Yeah, groove percussion. Holler at us. Um, Charlie Smith told us it's the Quiet Tone, our encyclopedia of, Thank of, you, of, of knowledge. Yeah, because he's, he's going to tell us what the other thing is, too. I love it. I can already see it. Um and we got Spencer, Craig Seth. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Good to see you as always. Mike Malone said, love the DIY project, Stephen. Hope you make a video documenting. Well, it looks like you got to now.
0: Yes. Well, I think what we'll just do now is we'll just build one. We'll build yours. Yeah. And that'll be the video. So we'll just go through. Uh, and, you know, Mike, you're into that kind of stuff. Like, it was super. I mean, I knew it was going to be easy, but I have to admit, even at the end, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's nothing. So yeah, we'll make a we'll make a video when we build one for Jarrett, and then we'll start our own company. Yep, and make all the practice pads for everybody. <laughs> Bearded pads.
1: I don't, I don't, like no, no, I don't uh, know. about that one. That's uh, not a good one. <laughs> we'll put on the we'll put on the board. We'll see. Um, then Charlie, I have one of those remote practice kits from back in the day. Pretty much an ambassador over a bit of foam. That's right. And then he said what I said. Would work nicely as a brush practice pad, too. And if you put a proper rim protector, as you'd have on the e drum pad, it'd be less abrasive when playing rim shots. There you go. And then Mark said, Goodies, nice. And then Zach Guliac, I can't remember if you've talked about it before, but how do the Istanbul dark symbols compare to the Sabian fierce symbols? I have Ooh. never gotten to play a. F- I take that back. Rest. Oh, rest wet. <laughs> West Rodberg, I want to say, uh, went to school with me. I want to say he had a fierce crash, yeah, or high had one of the two, and at the time for me that was a very funky sound because we were both like fourteen, thirteen, so it was a little weird and wonky for me.
0: Yeah, and they're funky symbols. You yeah, know, they're not, they're not typical.
1: Yeah, because um, you think JoJo does play all that super compressed real dry uh,
0: electronic music I got to mess around uh, when Sabian came to the store years ago they brought the hats with them. I'll say this and this is probably the easiest way I could describe it if you're trying to compare the dry dark stuff to Sabian fear series I like the tone and the sound of the Istanbul stuff better that being said I think Jarrett will totally agree with me. Those, um, where's my symbol bag? Is it right there? Will you grab? Oh, yeah. uh, just grab like the the twenty inch crash out of the big the big section. Yeah. Um, Jarrett's gonna grab my dry dark twenty. Don't get me wrong. I'm super happy with them. They produce some of the sweetest tone. Um, this twenty inch, yeah, dry dark, not dark dry. This twenty inch dry dark crash. Is all, I mean, it sounds like an old K to me. Like a really old paper-thin K. Mm-hmm. And it's way more rounder, way more round, way more buttery sounding. But Jarrett and I took these out to the Juke Joint gig, and we admit this does not put out a substantial amount. I mean, like this is, if I can get to where the camera can see it, this thing is so thin I can really bend it with my hand. Like, it's not high volume output.
1: Yeah, if it was thicker, then yeah, it'd be probably more comparable to it, but then it wouldn't sound the way, yeah. Yeah, it
0: wouldn't sound as Mm -hmm. soft and, like, round is the best way I can describe it. Um, I really love it, and I play it a lot, uh, especially here at home, and I still we still play it at the juke joint, but if you're going for maximum volume output or something that can keep up, Volume-wise, I don't know that the Dry Darks can do that that well unless they're mic'd. Yeah. The hats I never had a problem out of. Those 13-inch hats, when you'd be up there playing, no matter how loud the guitar or anybody, you could always hear the hats. The crash was a little lacking. That's why I got the regular series Exist. Just It looks like an AA or an A, 18-inch crash. It's real bright. It's very classic sounding. You can hear that just fine. This one... I can already tell just by the thickness and the way it kind of sounds when I thumb it. This one's going to have no problem putting out um, the volume. Granted, this is just one of the darks, not the dark and dry. But I'm really happy with them. And if you want some different sounds and stuff that you've had before, I think you can find it for sure in the dry dark out of the Istanbul stuff.
1: Yeah, and at an affordable price too. And um, I've seen some of the fair stuff go on reverb kind of cheap, but you got to get lucky. Because normally worn down, that the
0: logos are basically gone. Yeah, you're gonna um, you're gonna you're gonna do better p- money wise with the Istanbul's. But like I said, if you were just if you just had to have maximum output for volume, and you still wanted like this dark, dry, dark twenty inch crash, you might have to go with the Sabian. But I prefer the tone of these Istanbul's. Everything I've bought thus far, um, I've been really happy with. Uh, Even the bigger hats, the 15s, which are bigger than I would normally go. But they got that kind of Steve Jordan sloshy thing going on. I really Mm -hmm. like them. Those uh, 13-inch dry-dark hats are tight and they're quick. So I've got like really loose and open and really tight and compressed. Um, So I've got each end covered on the high hats. And then the ride, I think, works on everything really well. Um, The regular Exist Crash is very classic sounding. Of course, the dry-dark is just that nice, dark, buttery. You know, probably great for modern jazz, jazz, yeah. swing music. If you want to be an eclectic, weird drummer, that'd be a great one. And I think this one is going to offer uh, a, an interesting kind of ozone nice bark to it. Um, but, of course, you know, when we get done here, that's going to be the first thing we do. Oh, yeah. So, I hope that answers your question. Um, I love both brands, but I have recently admit I've liquidated all saving and gone to Istanbul and are very happy for it. Um, so, I... They get my vote of confidence. And I've never really even got to purchase the Big Daddy stuff, the 30th anniversary, uh, any of the Mehmet stuff, any of the... Um, well, Mehmet is a different company. Yeah, but I'm saying like yeah. any of that, oh, that okay. side, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so, uh, or the, like that... Uh, Carter McLean has a bunch of those Turk series. Those are dope. The Turks are
1: dope. My favorite is the Ohm, the Cindy Blackman series. Yeah. Because those... You get a little bit more definition than you do with the darker stuff because you got to trade one or the other. Yeah, I mean, because um, I know recently Zildjian did a cool little bit on their Instagram, a couple of different posts explaining the to profile. you profile. Yeah, Explain to you what you know happens to a symbol sound on the thinner, the thicker it is, and how much curve and flat it is, and the bell size too. Yeah, which if if you don't not super knowledgeable about symbols, that's kind of a cool thing to go through because if you you know think about think of a flat ride, there's no bell. Super articulate, not a lot of volume because the profile's so thin, yeah. and then you high get, definition. Yeah, I love I love flat rides. I just don't get a chance to really
0: play any music that requires you to. Yeah, to have unless them. unless you had a unless you had a mic specifically on that. Yeah, you know that ride not playing all day um, long. But yeah, you're. I, yeah. I saw that same post. I'm like, ah, a, I'm glad somebody puts it out there. Simple, you know, simple, easy to read. Like this is what happens with pictures you, and what yeah. you have to trade off. Yeah. You know, there's always gonna be a trade-off. You can't have the ultimate ride, obviously, would be a great, almost crashy ride on the edge with a great pingy shoulder and a really pronounced bell. That's super hard to impossible to yeah. do. you can't really crash the great rides, and the rides that you can crash aren't as defined and have great volume as their counterparts. Yeah. So it's you're always gonna trade something off. But that being said, I am totally happy with every Istanbul that I picked up. And none of those symbols was more than two. What the hi hats were the most expensive at two something. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, um, but most of those crashes were at one sixty nine or one ninety nine. Uh, the ride was two nineteen. Uh, the big fifteen inch hats I think were two nineteen. The other hats might have been more expensive, so they weren't very expensive symbols compared to. What Istanbul's usually cost, or like a really high-end Sabian or you know Zildjian. Yeah, um, so really happy, and I hope that kind of explained the difference, at least from what I've experienced with those symbols, uh, But I do highly recommend them. Uh, Zach says awesome. Thanks for the explanation. Sweet, um, and they I think they've been in the past couple of videos. Obviously, the video that I did on the dry dark, uh, but you can see them used when I'm just like demoing the snare drum or whatever videos I have up. Uh, probably the three or past three or four. They're up there, and any video that I do from here on out will probably have those symbols on it, so you'll get to hear plenty more of those. Um, Any more? That's it. Oh, sweet. Um, You know, and as before uh, we really get into pictures, as always, remember that you can hear the audio-only version of Bearded Drums Live on... Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every Thursday here live on YouTube at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I just realized the other day, because it's automatic and I did not know, we are actually up on Google Podcasts as well because it just automatically does it. I think because they're the the service provider for everything anyway. Yeah. Um, so we're now up on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So you can catch us every week if you want the audio-only version of the show. Um, Now we can get into some pictures, and we have um, Mr. Mark Whitman. I hope I'm saying that right, Mark. Mark Whitman sent in um, some photos a couple weeks ago just uh, wanting to get some help on identifying a snare drum he bought off of Goodwill, I believe. And I have here the photos of... These are like the Goodwill photos, um, before mark had actually um, received his snare drum from them let's go oh, that's the head so it says two calf heads 14 inch so we know that it was a calf skin head that came in and here is the drum this is obviously the goodwill photo so like a nice if you want to call that black diamond or like a gray diamond pearl um, that's been faded obviously with with you know age and he's got some of the wrap that's falling off of the hoops there but a good looking single tension drum and the next photo is like look at that old case that it comes with super cool how back in the day you know everything had a nice little touch to it even the lining of the inside of the case with the uh Fabric there with a nice little pattern on it. It's got some sticks. It's got the strap. And I forget what Mark said he paid for it in the email. He'll probably let me know in the chat. I want to say like somewhere 20 to 60 bucks. like Not expensive. Yeah. And so this is him waiting on it to come in. There's the snare by itself with the sticks. Um, So I told him, you know, send in the stuff when you get uh, the drum actually in. And this is some pictures he sent me once he received it. So he was looking for some help. In identifying this drum, but as you can see from the pictures, and I think he had come to this conclusion as well, that is a super, super thin, like probably sheet metal uh, shell with yeah. some reinforcing rings. So I think the thing he was afraid of is that he had, might actually picked up something that was like a toy drum. Oh, which I think may be that now. Granted, I I can't put my hand on this drum from mm. here and feel the thickness of that shell. But he did say in the in the email that it was a significantly thin shell and that he was wondering that if this maybe was like a toy or like maybe not necessarily a player. Yeah, um, which is I, what mm. see like that kind of shows it a little bit with like whatever is on the other side of that shell that has the bolt through it. That shell so thin, they're actually using a piece of wood to kind of shim up the thing so it doesn't pull through, right? Yeah. Is that or that? That, yeah. that
1: would make sense to me because if it was it was that thin, it would definitely start to to have like a a divot or yeah.
0: To... So I think you know, and that's why I didn't show these to Jared before. Now he did say that pretty much all of the wrap um, had fallen off the the hoop, and those hoops actually look nice. Yeah, it looks like it might be a maple hoop. So you could probably save those, not save them, but like strip them down and refinish them and they would look really good. I think this drum is going to look really good either way. Yeah. Now, whether it's strong enough, I think, you know, to be considered a player, you know, it very well may be a, a toy drum. Um, it's still a very cool looking, super vintage, uh, single tension drum.
1: Yeah. And then there, I want to say it was one of the Oasis tunes or some big pop band, but uh, behind the making of one of those songs, the guy that produced the track has a toy drum that he overlays on top of the guy's snare sound on the backbeat. Oh, the that's cool. We got a kind of a funky, wide open, vintagey kind of sound. And so the guy that did our demos, he also bought that exact same toy drum up in Jackson for like twenty bucks.
0: Uh, we'll see. To put I mean, up the butt on his stuff. Know, that just I mean, shows you, you can. You can get sound at just about anything. If that's now, you know, that may be the case is he gets this snare all cleaned up and it may sound killer. Oh yeah. You know, you never know. But still a very cool find. I don't know. Has he weighed in on the chat at all since I started talking about it?
1: Um, let's see. He did say that it um uh, turned out to be a toy, and then let me go through uh Charlie's Used to play in this but he also mentioned about. Let's see, Charlie said, "Looks like an old hat box rather than a case, plush and dual purpose."
0: Oh yeah, you talk, oh, if I can if I can find that, let me find that one because that makes sense that once he right, said that. You're right. That that huh. kind of I guess you're right. That probably is like an old hat box, huh? And that drum just fits nice and perfectly in and there. And it
1: makes sense that Charlie we know that because hats were always a big thing over in the UK, not so much over here.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, at one point, but I don't think we ever yeah, got. But it's not traditionally. Um, that's a good point. Um, so either way, I think it's a sharp-looking uh, little drum. Um, let me find the one that actually shows. There we go. It's a sharp-looking little single-tension vin- vintage piece that'll look great, and you got some cool vintage uh, sticks to go with it. So I think it would still be worth it to take those hoops, get them down, you know, re-sand them down, and then, you know, get them all finished up. Maybe you might not have to stain them. They look like they're a pretty good color. Um, I would
1: just take the wrap off the hoops, leave them the way they are, and then just have that with the wrap the way it is. I think it'll look killer. If not, do like Q does and have
0: it as like a little decoration piece if you decide not to play it. Yeah. Um, still a very cool drum, and I oh, think yeah. it's worth the pickup. Um, now, Mark also sent in a ton of drum set picks, so I'm going to break them up over a couple of shows um, just so we don't Waste all of his in one, yeah. And then later on, we're showing other people stuff, and we, we've like blown all his in one shot. So I'm just going to show um, a couple every show. In uh, the first one, he had a bunch of cool looking kits, and the first one is this kit. This is the finish. I love. Oh, that's neat. It, it looks like an old school marble.
1: Looks like a, like a kaleidoscope, kind of. Yeah. And it's also perfect because you also love
0: candy. It looks like hard candy. Oh, it looks like hard candy. I mean, that is Candy Girl for sure. Um, but yeah, this is, I love it. Really, what it reminds me of is like when you get a pack of marbles as a kid. That is a really funky finish. I've got another shot. So there's the kit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a really cool looking kit. I'm super jealous of the finish. That it's, it's almost like Mardi Gras and almost like Peacock, but kind of floating in between.
1: Like if psychedelic red actually had oh was it what was that finish called avocado yeah yeah like an avocado marble that's so, cool
0: yeah I do love the finish on these drums and I don't remember if Mark told me that he wrapped them himself or if this is how they came but either way um, very jealous of that finish I would love I would kill to have like if you think if you had a little a little bop kit in this this finish with like an 18-inch kick, a little 12, and a 14. Or you really, even the setup he's got here, which looks like either a 12 or a 13 up, and then is it a 16 down below? I think it's probably a 14 because that... And he converted the 16. No, because prob- it's got bass drum hoops.
1: But look at it. It's also, one, it's also a five-lug bass drum, too. Ah, I
0: got you. So it is, okay. Either way, um, I'm really jealous of this finish. You did if if I can't remember if you told me you did the rewrap if you did. You did a killer job. Um, otherwise, you picked a killer looking kit. Um, I really, really love that cover or that color. Um, so, thank you to Mark for sending all that stuff in. Um, I hope that you're happy with the snare drum. It's a cool looking snare drum. Oh, yeah. And you, like I said, you might get it put together and find that it has a really cool sound, even though it might be a toy. Yeah. Um, so, don't judge it before you get it all you know, wrapped up and get it on the kit. It might just be a, a killer little player. And that other kit is a super dope color. I think that's why I picked it. Cause I was like, this has got the coolest color out of the whole bunch. And we're just going to spread these over a couple of shows. So Mark, every week we'll be showing another one of those groups of photos that you sent me. Um, I think that's all I actually had for this week. As far as photos, obviously as normal, I want to thank Mr. Watson the patron of Bearded Drums Live who helped us get set up there in the beginning. Always want to thank him every week. Now we got a picture, get a picture of uh, Daniel who is our second Patreon um, or patron. Patron. We're not on Patreon, but our second patron, Mr. Daniel Johnson from Gulfport, Mississippi, made a purchase from me which helped get all of our third base stuff set up. So now that we can have our guest come on uh he was able to get some gear off of me which helped me purchase the mic that you're seeing the arm and all the accessories to get that the chair all that set up so again next week we'll start the first inaugural guest mr Derek fountain so that wraps us up at least until this point anybody chiming in on the chat before i move into Let's see, Charlie, I
1: used to play an old Istanbul pre-split. So, cool, that was just Istanbul 18-inch flat ride in Ronnie Scott's in London on their house kit. Beautiful sounding symbol and a perfect choice in that small jazz group context. Let's see, Cosmo Kramer says, the new Sabian Weckle flat ride is awesome. Serenity ride, 21-inch and sweet. I saw them tease that a while back, and then uh, Memphis Drum Shop did a video on it. It sounds cool. Uh, I just wish it wasn't saving. <laughs> that's, that's my only gripe. Spoken like a true Zildjian fanboy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, it, it sounds cool, but to me, like the epitome of flat rides, there's two that I'm super duper partial to. One is the 20 inch K light that Dave King yeah, yeah. uses on a couple of those. Um, What's his group called? Uh, the uh, the good, bad, ugly, or the uh, what do they call? Oh, uh, I can't, I can't. The think. ugly good, or the.
0: Oh man, I can't remember. Yeah, and as
1: much as we love Dave King, we're blank on his band name. He'd probably slap. Us yeah, in the he face. really would. He'd slap me in the face. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 tripping over his group, but that one sounds really great. And then there's this dude who has like three or four prototype of carope flat rides. That would be nice. And those. he's got them in different sizes. He's got a 19 and a 22, and a 20, I think, too. But I just, the bad plus. Thank you, Mike Malone. The bad plus. Thank that's you. right. Man, you
0: guys are making us look bad right now. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> we are surrounded <laughs> by nothing but legacy. Guys in the chat, you are all legacy members by (laughs) default because we're only nine episodes in, and you were the first ones here. So all of you that are here right now, you can consider yourself legacy members. Let's say we get about a year or two into this podcast, and we'll come up with a small list of all of y'all that were here. Let's say... Up into the first twenty episodes, yeah, and those will be, and we'll get you all, all like T-shirts or a sticker, or yeah, a, something that's like bearded drones, <laughs> <Trump's> like <laughs> <legacy> member. <laughs> and uh, Michael Benson asked uh, the other week, he's like, "Well, what are the perks for the legacy members?" I was like, "I don't know. I guess we make them all moderators for the chat or something." Yeah,
1: like yeah, you guys, uh, just get people in line. I could, I
0: could hear Charlie already. All right, guys, calm, br- calm it down, bring it down, bring it around in the chat. We need, to get, we need to keep this to a manageable level and no cursing, guys. I
1: just <laughs> want me to get a little cockney on him, like,
0: Oi! Chill out, mate. That's all I
1: want to hear is just, is just have that come through. So, evening. yes, consider
0: all of yourselves <laughs> legacy members here in the chat.
1: Um, <laughs> anymore. That's it. That, that's my only beef with that flat ride is that it should have, been,
0: should have been a Zildjian. That's okay. It's okay. They're all great. We take no sides here. They're all wonderful. <laughs> Even... <laughs> Even Pistee, they're wonderful. So no taking sides. I was the Zildjian guy. Now I'm on Istanbul, so I've got no room to talk about switching brands or anything like that. Um so anyway, uh, now that we've got all that wrapped up for the day, time to get into our main topic and just about right on time. That took us an hour and fifteen to get into this point.
1: We had a lot. We also We did
0: we That's right, we've got a lot, baby. Got this brand new <laughs> similar I have to play here in a minute. Um Today's topic, Jared, let them know what we're going to be talking about today. Today's topic is
1: Instagram drummers, what they can and can't teach you. Ooh.
0: You're starting to get a little edgy with these, uh, with these topics here. We're yeah. i trying to push the envelope a little bit. We might make somebody mad. There's like three dudes I can think off the top of my head. It's just like, come on, man. Well, and, you know, obviously it's a relevant topic because it's so integral in what we all do. If you're really into drums, playing drums, collecting drums, buying drums, selling drums, learning about drums, Instagram has become a big daily driver for, you know, that really fast content to let you know what's going on, when the new video is going to be up, short little lessons, which are a big thing on, um, you know, we see those constantly. I have to admit you know, before getting too deep into it strictly on the comparison of Facebook to Instagram, I enjoy the Instagram model way more. It's not about the likes or the comments, to be honest with you. It's about, you know, obviously you're only limited to, one minute yep on your videos you can upload as many you know stills as you want but you know you're one minute so you've got to get the point out there and got to get it out there quick immediately yeah. you know and it's not so much about the back and forth on the comment section or stuff like that it's really just there for you to consume very quickly and I love that format um, so you know before you get to the drummers what they can and can't do you know off the bat I know personally I love the Instagram format what do you how do you? Rank the two between Instagram and Facebook. You know, YouTube's really a different thing.
1: Um, I I do like the Instagram format because like it is short and sweet, but also wouldn't mind having something a little bit longer. But then that's where YouTube comes in, and you just you have all that on YouTube, so there's no really no need for the yeah. Facebook, that's your
0: long format the, format uh, platform.
1: And I think the Facebook part just crosses over because Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah, and so. You're gonna get like residual views from that anyway and then plus there's tons of people who don't have Instagram true and so you're able to kind of kind of double dip into the the Facebook group yeah you know
0: by just having it be able to be linked easy yeah and have stuff on there and like you know with any of those platforms YouTube, Facebook, Instagram you know those are the big three obviously there's tons more. There's always going to be the upside and the downside. The downside was too much for me with Facebook. That's why I'm off of it now. Uh, I keep my account open just so Jarrett can converse with all of you on the Bearded Drums uh, page. Just go to Mm -hmm. Facebook and search Bearded Drums, and the page will pop up, and you can suggest new topics for the week, or if you want to share pics through that method, you can do that there. Or if you want to send pics or videos into us to show stuff on the show, Simply send it to beardeddrums at gmail.com. So, but for me, other than having that page up, I did not enjoy the user experience of Facebook. I like Instagram so much more. It's quick. Like I said, there's a time limit on it. You got to get your point out there and then move on, which is probably great for when I'm just sitting on the couch kind of surfing. But I find so many gems in the guys I follow, guys or girls, Mm um when they put out the good co- good content on Instagram as opposed to you know YouTube is just a sea yeah. of recommendations it's a little more fine tuned i think here on Instagram
1: and it and it's a little bit easier to navigate through all that stuff too cuz you at least in in my experience my YouTube search history is like super vast and wide like oh, yeah. i got everything from like Gundam model builders to movie review critic oh, yeah. people to, like, anime this and then whatever, like, TED Talk spree I'm on about whatever. And so, like, I get a bunch of stuff, and it's kind of – and I'll get the same, like, three drum guys over and over again. Yeah. I'm like, I want a little different – something else they like, recommend to me with, with my Instagram, my Explore page or whatever it's yeah. called. I get a lot of drum stuff, and there's, like, a couple of dudes that I listen to um, there's a guy named Fernando Rosa, who's a freaking nasty bass player. Yeah. And he does all like the
0: old Motown and Funk bass stuff. I know who you're talking about. But the the kind of he always has a cool like seventies shirt yes. on and he's just grooving every day with a yeah. new track. I yeah. like that there's, guy a there's, lot.
1: I like I have him, I have this other cat who does this cool little thing that I I think it's super neat. Um he does synth bass versus electric base. I've seen those. Those are great. I yeah. forget his
0: name, but those are cool. Yeah. So, I love synth bass.
1: So that's why I like Instagram for that kind of stuff is like because you get a little bit more variety. And you got that new kid coming out, Carson, forgot his last name. And he does he's blowing up over uh his grease cover on the talk box. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I love talk box and I like that whole it's side. It's a great
0: of, way, like you just said, it's a great way to get exposure. To lead people to the uh, YouTube channel or to the Facebook group, you know. So I think it definitely does. It's a great format. Now, there's always a downside. Before we get to the downside, how are you liking these new chairs? Is it significantly more comfortable than your old chair, or is it not as comfortable? I get to move around a lot
1: more besides that massive brown, not brown, red. And I don't
0: know. Let's do this right now, live on air. I told you I wasn't necessarily happy with this chair. And now that I've sat in for a minute, I want to see, swap with me, and you tell me whether you like the Big Daddy chair more. I think I like the $25 Walmart special <laughs> more because the way it makes me sit. But you tell me here. Okay.
1: Oh, uh, I thought we were going to. Oh, that's easy.
0: Boom. All right, so... Now we'll give this a few minutes and let that kind of marinate on your backside. I already like this already. See, I like this one because it forces me to sit up. And And this is the silly things that we do when the camera is off that y'all don't see is we trade back and forth, whether we like this chair or this camera or this angle or. (laughs) And I like the kind of slouch. So this is like, see, this one kind of forces me to sit up straight, which I, I think I like. Um, I might, I might be going with the Walmart special. That's fine. I'll the, keep Big Daddy, the Big Daddy chair. I'm fine with that. You know, you can have the, you can have the A level gear, and I'll, <laughs> I'll have my little Pearl Export right here. To and I'll the, keep the A and F filled drums there over there. Okay. <laughs> um, so, we, I think most of us can agree, we do like that Instagram format. Now, getting into the specifics, yeah. um, I guess. But before you get into the choppers and all that other stuff, lessons or the learning format for you on Instagram, how does that sit? So there's some
1: good and then there's some bad. So, what I've seen happen, at least one guy's channel, I do not like guys who do drum tabs. It infuriates me one to my mind it makes no sense it's almost like the, the new standard for kids learning math and stuff
0: Well, I think maybe because I just don't know it I don't like it I think everybody would probably agree and, and let's do it that way as Jared is ex- explaining you know his I guess negative take on some of the academic side or the learning aspect of Instagram at the same time y'all let us know what you necessarily don't agree with as far as if you were going to use Instagram to learn on so anyway back to um, uh, the drum tabs
1: yeah, so like the, the guy has the drum tab. I mean, it's cool when he breaks it down like part by part in his video. Like, you know, he'll do like the hi-hat part and he'll add the bass and he'll add the snare. I'm like, that's cool. But it's like to learn, it's like to me it, through that point, there's so much that can be misconstrued and interpreted incorrectly. And I think you should just learn it the correct way. That's just me. Instead of going through and having to learn two different systems... True. um, Just learn the one that's universal everyone uses. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, it's not like you're going through reading sheet music and then using Nashville notation. Because Nashville notation, it's another system that everyone uses for, like, a quick, dirty recording or you're getting through playing in a live situation where you don't necessarily have the sheet music. Like, no one's going to give you guitar tab... To go play Mustang Sally, they're going to give you the chord changes or the actual sheet music, yeah. or what,
0: expect you to know the national number system.
1: Yeah, to go through and play Mustang Sally. You know, no one's going to give them guitar tap Going, you know, play this live. You know, so that's why I I don't like it when that part happens. Um, then on top of the whole learning thing, it's a whole other rabbit hole. It's like it. I don't like chops. Well, I don't don't get
0: the chops yet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Stay not. Stay off of chops. Yeah, but I think I would agree. I would agree with you, even though I would kind of defend it in that it's really quickly delivered content. So I can yeah. guess I can see, even though I don't agree with it, why you would use tab. Yeah. Because it's only a minute. And you got to get it out there. But I would also agree, it's just as easy to learn how to actually read it. And it wouldn't, you know, once you did it, it's not something like, you, you've done it. Now you know exactly what he's laying out when he's got it down mm-hmm. at the bottom. So... I could see why they would use the tab but I would still say no just take the extra time and get it to where everybody could use what we
1: all use. Like the prime example I can think of is like whenever Mike Malone did that uh leave the door open thing he put the actual sheet music at the bottom of the video as he played along to the track like you get to see it happen. Yeah. It's like Just do that. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, it's. That's everyone knows what it is. Well, okay. That's very general. Most people know what it is, and if you're not super familiar with sheet music reading and how it goes, you can kind of piece together what those parts mean or what that notation is just by listening to it at that point. Um. But if you're gonna if you're gonna put out music
0: in a learning application with sheet or tab, just do the sheet. Yeah. Put up the music. You know, and and kind of force everybody to get on that page because that's where we all need to be anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't read that much, but I know that I have to know how to do it. So when I do go look up something, mm. you know, you're able to pick up just about if you obviously if you can read you can pick up anything because you can find the sheet music for just about anything. So yeah. it's, it's 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 valuable enough that you need to know how to do that. So I, I would I would agree with you, even though I can understand it why they do that and why they shouldn't be doing that. You know, yeah. we don't want to dumb it down to. Just L's and R's all day. Yeah, because
1: that. Because on top of that, a lot of the guys I see on Instagram <laughs> who talk about stuff like there's there's like one of my biggest pet peeves is guys who call triplets wrong. Yeah, and it's like you're playing a triplet, and he guy puts out four notes. I go, that's not a triplet. And it's like <laughs> that's just a, that's just a four note sticking. And it's like none of that is none of that is a triplet at all. I was like, you have to have the notation for the context to yeah. be a triplet. I'm like you just you just put out. No, it's like, is it, are you playing the whole thing, like, inside of a triplet meter? Like, yeah. Like I'm going to get, like, Brainiac, like, like you know, brain surgery. Like, I want to know, like, what is the context of this to make it a triplet? Yeah. And it's like, are you playing quarter triplets? Is that how it's supposed to be played across the beat? Are you playing it as a three-group tuplet with, a, with an eighth note on the end? So, you know, I'll just draw it out real quick for the folks at home to know what I'm trying to talk about, explain for an unsure, like is it you can put the camera real quick is it are you talking about this because we talked talking about groups of four are you talking about this bad boy right there is it a is it a tuplet of three with an eighth note on the back end of it like what are you saying is a triplet and i guess it kind of goes back to the little bit like the book and street we kind of talked about is like getting things garbled or learning incorrectly like i believe you're going to learn it learn it right well you
0: and that goes back to that whole discussion you know you got to have both yeah. You know, equal amounts of both. So, I would agree. You know, let's not dumb it down and make it to where everything is watered down. You know, and it's it's just as easy. If if my slow old brain can do it, anybody can do it. Especially a younger person that sponges that stuff up so yeah. quickly. Um, you know, but still, I think at the end of the day, guys like Mike Johnston, guys like uh, um, from Mississippi, Stephen Taylor, you know, mm-hmm. they... Put out good content, and if and if they're only using Instagram to get you to the YouTube video where they can show you the stuff properly, perfect marketing. Perfect marketing, and every drummer has an equal footing on Instagram. Yeah, put the right hashtag, it gets seen enough, you know, seen by enough people, and you're doing a good enough job, it's gonna blow up. You yeah. Know? So, um, and to answer, I saw Derek chiming in on the um, chat. Yeah, if you want to go grab something to eat afterwards, just let us know uh we'll uh we'll call you when we're yeah. done. Um, but, you know, so, you know, not too bad marks I would say as far as educational. And you know that Vic Firth and Sabian are putting out the proper, you know, I'm sure they're sh- I'm sure Vic Firth on their uh Instagram is showing rudiments and, you know, those little quick videos showing you how to play a paradiddle, all that kind of stuff, which yeah. is obviously what we expect out of them because they are the industry leaders for that kind of education. Yeah. Um now getting into I guess what I would consider the other third of the whole of Instagram, if you broke it down, you know, pretty loosely like the creativity side. Yeah. Um, that's where I think it excels the most. Yes. You were talking about that video from the guy, the sugar percussion drummer. Yeah. that's in his living room. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Um, I wish I had a way to go look it up. Um, without, like, randomly searching for the video. There's a guy that, like, basically is on... I'll do it. uh, There's a guy on Instagram who is a really good player. He's a really creative player. Uh, He's a big pusher of sugar percussions drums. That's what he uses... You know, exclusively, but he's just in his living room. And like half the time, his wife is on the couch behind the drum set or the dog is there. And he just pumps out these really creative beats. I'll give you the name when Jarrett finds it here in a minute. I got it. Okay. Well, who is it?
1: His name is Ian. I'm going to birch his last name. Uh, I'm going to say Miak, M A C I A K. Uh, Ian, so I A N space, M A C I A K. Uh, His handle
0: on. Uh, Instagram is Ian Hits Drums. Ian Hits Drums. Great player, really great drums. He got a bunch of good Zildjian cymbals. Like he's yeah. got some nice stuff, but he's super. Every time he's working on something different, it might be money beat ish, it might be super linear, it might be super polyrhythm related. He always is working on something different. And then he was featured on a Zildjian video. Yeah, Zildjian video. Um, and then you said he was kind of getting ragged a little in the comments. Yeah, cause the, so the the video that was
1: posted was by Zildjian. And they're asking, like, you know, what are you doing out there to stay motivated and inspired or whatever? So I immediately made my little comment saying, you know, what I do to be inspired and everything. And uh sounded like a drum, liked it, and commented back to me, which I thought was cool. And then a lot of guys in the comments were just, like, dogging the dude, like, this isn't creative. This is just noise. It's incoherent. It's like, well, as of, like, taking a step back, like, the past, like, couple of months, especially when have been doing this, I've been kind of, like, my views on drumming in the community has vastly differed from what they were, like, a year or two ago, I would say. um, It's my... my being as a person has also kind of changed my outlook on life. Uh, besides that, I was like, nothing nothing he's doing is bad. It's like he's playing in a different, uh, different fashion. It's creative. It's against the grain. I mean, you think of every decade or so, there's a new genre or something that pushes against whatever's going on. Also, that mic's going to be a little quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It's let you know. Uh and so like you think you go back to like jazz. So you have your big band and your straight ahead swing. And then after that you have the the counter voice which is Bop, you know, and then you have rock and roll and which is against all that. Because no one wanted to do rock and roll, everyone wanted to do jazz still. I mean everything is like a counter you have you have a counter to wherever the mainstream is every so often. What was the counter to rock and roll and all that stuff it was disco then disco you had whatever metal i guess would be the next big culture shock and then from that was grunge and
0: well yeah there's always going to be somebody who doesn't understand the yeah. next thing yeah it's all, but he, i think he's super creative and and inspiring not like oh he changed my life but inspiring enough to like oh well i can sit down and be a little creative today maybe not just hammer out paradiddles or Slam taps, like you know, just try mm-hmm. to speak through the drums. Um, so, and and then uh, the guy you turn me on to, the Japanese guy, the Happy Amada or Amada, how do you say his last I've name? I think I've mentioned him before. Happy Amada or Amada, man, those are super simplistic, but mm-hmm. sounds great, and he has great production quality. Oh yes. So on that basis alone, you know, Instagram gets awesome marks for letting all these people who you might not otherwise see because they don't necessarily play with any one person see what they're doing, and it might either drive you to do this or, in most cases, just give me fuel for what I might work on today. Yeah. yeah. That, that, Especially with that. and then, And then all the other ones. We could all rattle off a list of things that, we love that we just see little snippets of every day. that's not necessarily long form and that's probably all like I don't see Happy Ameda anywhere else and I don't follow him anywhere else except for that short form on Instagram.
1: And then his, I'll check out his, his YouTube and his YouTube is almost the in, exact same thing. A lot of his videos are just his Instagram <laughs> videos on there and they're still sub one minute. He might have like a video or two of that group I was telling you about that he does some work with. Um, like that Japanese jazz hip hop. Yeah, group. yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's he did like a record with or whatever. But that's it, you know.
0: Or like the guy, um, for A and F that does the cool little videos. The guy that dresses all nineteen twenties. Um, oh, uh you can go to A and F's page and it's Azuki. Always...
1: Yeah, Azuki. I can't think. It was. Uh, is his, uh, his, his first name. His, yeah, his.
0: you can go to the ANF page and you'll see him. Sharp dresser, always has a, a really classy-looking, you know, set up with a nice dark background, Like and he's just playing, like, super old-school, like, ragtime. And, yeah. like, very cool. So, you know, I think there's a lot of creators that necessarily, which we're going to get to on the back end, aren't choppers that have a different way of speaking through the instrument And maybe a little more artfully, maybe a little more subdued, maybe a little like straight up weird. Yeah. That you might not see, but you will see them because of the reach uh, that everybody has on Instagram just by making sure you have the right hashtag up to where that group of people will see it. Yeah. Um, You know, so they're okay on the educational front, which I think everybody can get better on. Um, Obviously, great marks on the creative front i don't think anybody can really disagree you know with that or if you have any favorite ones that you like on instagram you know let us know in the chat um then we could go to the last third of the pie which is a little darker um but before we do any of them weighing in or yeah let's uh,
1: let's check it out um let's see Cosmo said, you guys are awesome. It's easy to tell that you guys live and breathe drums. Keep the show going. It'll be huge. Thanks for doing it. Thank you, Cosmo. Yeah. Thank you so much. We do
0: appreciate all of you Legacy members hanging out with us on a weekly basis.
1: Oh, yeah. And then he's got a quick question. If you do any muffling, do you use uh, gel, O-rings, gaff tape or some other form of muffling. Here we go. Are you ready you for an extended hour and, and a half? Yeah, I have a whole... <laughs> I have a whole...
0: Man, uh, what a rabbit hole of a topic. Um, okay, so I got to remember, we're coming back to the negative side of chops on Instagram let me, before let me write that we down, Yeah, down this rabbit hole. Now, you want to talk about muffling. This is probably like brass versus maple. This is like a whole section. 20 versus 22 or Sabian versus Zildjian. This is going to be highly subjective. But I think Jarrett and I both, for the most part, have probably experimented with just about every type of muffling, foam, tape, leather, cloth, synthetic like gels. External, internal. Clamps. Yep. External, internal, felt. I mean...
1: What we prefer, what we don't prefer. Yeah. What we uh, use on a
0: regular basis. I'd. So, and I think he'll agree with me. First off, if you want to try muffling, go with the time-tested solution of, and the easiest one to get your hands on, and it doesn't cost a lot, gaff tape. Gaff tape. Like, gaff tape is your buddy, and if... I know y'all all all do, but if somebody doesn't know what gaff tape is, gaff tape is like duct tape, but it does not leave a residue when you pull it off. You know, you can take duct tape off of whatever, uh, gaff tape rather, off of whatever you're putting it on. That's why we put them on our snare drum heads, because when you pull it off, it's not necessarily going to rip the coating off or leave some nasty gum on the head. They're multi-purpose, so you're
1: not using it just for muffling, you're using it. For if you got to run cables across the stage, you can tape them down. If you are like me in my early years, and you bust your batter head, what do you do? You gaff it. You let it sit in the the sun for about three hours. You bring it back inside, and it's going to glue that head together. I swear to
0: you. I've had gigs. I've had... Where was I? I think I was at the Golden Nugget back when they actually had a drum, the red Yamaha stage custom, and that kick head busted, and... All Dave Drake could do at the time, like any good sound man, is come over with a roll of gaff tape and put 20 pieces across the bass drum just to get you through the gig. It sounds terrible. It feels terrible. But guess what? The bass drum is going thump, thump, thump every time you hit it. Yep. And it's not going to you know, punch through. So that would be, I think, where we all start. When you're a kid, that's the first thing you do when you try to tone down a drum. And it's the most simple thing is just take – you know, In a lot of cases, you might not even have gaff tape. All you might have is duct tape, but you tape those drums up. And then I think from there, we all just try to see how fancy we can get. Yeah. Oh, well, I've got the Remo Dave Weckl super weird-looking, dropping a plastic piece with felt on the top of the drum. Or I've got the Evans this... studio rings or yeah. the Aquarium studio rings. Or a ring, uh, well, the dead ringers that go under the head yeah. with the foam. And then, oh, well, I'm even better than you. I've got drum dots. Oh, I'm better than you. I got moon gels. Oh, I'm better than you. I got the minor gel. It's, it's gel. They're all the same. I don't care what it is. I prefer drum dots. They have always done really well. And I think drum dots do what they advertise. They control the ring and they don't mess with the tone of the drum, which I think some of them do, but I, I'm, you know, get, get some moon gels. Um, that's kind of level two, I guess is the, the rings and the gels. Um, Whatever you like really is what it comes down to. Um, I'm not a fan of the rings because I always seem to get the stick under the ring and fling it halfway across yeah. the room. I like the gels. Uh, what do you prefer in that
1: realm? If I do use it, the only thing I prefer, if I got gaff tape, I'll do the tint across. Um, a, a big thing between me and Steven, we both play our drums completely different. Steven does the more rock and roll pop stuff. I tend to go for more open sound, so if I do use muffling, it is a super niche basis because I cannot get my kit to sound good to the room. Normally, I am straight up
0: wide open, no muffling, don't put anything on it, don't obstruct the head. Um, I, on the other hand, will have an EMAD, which has the internal ring. I will use the Evans EQ pillow inside, on the, resting on the front head, or there will be a strip of felt on the front head. Um, and always usually at least a mini drum dot or a piece of gaff tape on the snare just to take the edge off. Um, So he's right. He tunes pretty wide open, a little bit more meaty, and I like a good crack. So everything for me is like either normally I would say mid to high, but it's really like mid-high to high um, with a really tight bottom head so I get good snare response. Um, so, you know, that's that level two, getting into the stuff that you can still find in the store, the rings of the gels. And then from there, it just gets absurdly fancy. Yeah. Cause Um, like,
1: I, I like the snare weight for you can flick it on and off. Yeah. That's magnetic. I like that.
0: Well, but see, I wouldn't even consider that fancy. I would consider the snare weight almost like a ring. It's just a simple piece of leather leather that clips onto the edge of the rim. It flaps down the drum. It does what it's like a moon gel made out of leather. Yeah. Um, when you get into that fancy snare weight, that oh, the, the brass, solid brass chunk, yeah. That is where you're really getting pretty specific. Or if you were to, like I said, buy that Remo, that weird looking contraption that Dave Weckle used that he kind of came up with, I think. It's like a little plunger that drops a piece of plastic with felt yeah, on a, it. Yeah, it's a gate, basically. Yeah, it's a hmm. gate for the snare drum. That's even weirder, you know, getting super complicated. And you get your drum tortillas and those. Well, that's where I would say you get into the. The hipster, yeah, you know, I only use natural North American cow leather to mute my Rogers 67. Well, the hipster
1: thing would be it'd be vegan, so yeah, true, sorry, very sorry. true. Sorry, everyone anyone. vegan. No, you're right. Sorry, sorry everyone um, out there or is like vegan. You said, sorry, I
0: only mute my drums mm. with drum tortillas. Yeah, I only use yeah. North American mm. A and F mutes for my drums, like. That's when I think you're going for a stylistic approach. They all work. I'm not yeah. saying they don't. But the difference between my basic self over here with just a regular red shop towel doing the Ringo Star thing on the drums, and then now I've moved up to the fancy level, thanks to Mr. Jared, that I have the same kind of shop towel but with a cool logo on it, yeah, um, which you see a lot on Instagram and YouTube or the crazier ways. What is it? JD Beck with the feelers. Yeah. I got my, I got my sling bag. Yeah. I got my feelers sling bag using to mute my
1: snare and that's, and all it is is price and cloud. That's it. And that, and that's the only thing that I like one of my biggest, the other side, we talk about the possible pet peeve thing. Yeah. is like you get into the, like, Here's how much more money I have than you and cooler than you. Yeah. And I think it becomes a little bit of like a beauty contest.
0: I, I think you're
1: right. And I
0: don't like that. To it's stand- just like um, the way I can always equate it. And I, I hate that it doesn't work because it's one of those things you want to work. It's like the first time I ever had pho. I saw pictures of pho in the casinos and at nice restaurants. And a bowl of pho looks amazing there's meat, there's like a boiled egg and some noodles and all the sauce and then I had it and it was disgusting. I couldn't, I'm just, it's just not for me. Maybe it's the vinegar based uh, broth but I just, but I wanted it to be awesome because it looks I can. my mouth is watering thinking about it. It was kind of the same way with some of those forms of, you know, maybe the more Gucci side of how it looks. Yeah. Like, you know, some of those just don't work as much as you want them to work. The thing for me was you see it a lot with like modern jazz drummers, really quirky jazz drummers, or just drummers that are trying to stand out the little tiny bells or cockle shells on the hi hat, like the big clump, the big mat. Like you've seen, I want to uh, say like Sput did it or does it? Yeah, and then got um, JP Bouvet, and they—it's just like a big messy clump of seashell cockles or mini bells or goat hoofs. Yeah, and, or goat hoofs. And let's be honest, in most cases, and I'm sorry, I'm—you can argue with me about it, but I'm still going to hold my opinion because I played around it here with the house, and I've taken it. You've played it many times when I've taken that little set that I made to the juke joint. Yeah, they don't do anything. The hi-hat is louder than all those tiny bells or those seashells. The chick is loud. La- so you don't hear it. If anything, it's just muting your hi-hat. So if you're going to tell me that you're doing it to mute the hi-hat, I can understand. But if you're saying that you get some kind of special tone or backside ring or jingle, I just don't get it. It's, it looks cool. It's a big pile of crap on your hi-hats. It doesn't really do anything. You know, and a lot of those like super fancy ways to mute your drum are probably the same. It's more than you need, and not giving you the best result as maybe gaff tape or a moon gel or a o-ring or just like what's the most obvious? Take your wallet out your back pocket and set it on the snare drum.
1: Yeah, I mean, didn't Evans make a whole drum wallet? It specifically you can put stuff inside of it.
0: Oh, I don't but remember that.
1: I think Evans did. Uh, I think it was part of like the. I could be wrong. This is where I need Charlie to come in and, and double <laughs> double check. Need a Charlie come cite my sources. I know they had the the E Mad for your drums. They had the mini Mad, which was like a like a Velcro
0: strip. Yes. yes. And
1: I don't know if they. I want to say they also did a, a larger, heavier one okay. of that too. I got you. I could be wrong. I know there's one that's something called the drum wallet for sure, and it's yeah. not in your wallet. It's, it's specifically a, yeah, it, yeah. it velcros on. To the drum so you can flick it on and off.
0: I know what you're talking about, and it's not Sabian, but it literally is like a little Velcro wallet. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So that's how I would lay it out to answer your question. Obviously, the wallet is the thing that's in your pocket. That's base number one. Then you step up to gaff tape, which everybody should have gaff tape anyway because it's useful in every arena. Drums, fixing drums, cables together, muting, like all kinds of stuff. Bust a knuckle. Yeah. Covered. That then you step up to what's in the store. You get you an O ring or you get you a moon gel or you get you a drum dot or a drum tack, whatever. Yeah. Past that, I have messed with every other style. I have cut myself out custom made leather mutes. I've got towels like Ringo on the drums right now to get that kind of sound. You made those fuzzy ones a while back. I made the Mr. Muff knockoff, which yeah. Mr. Muff makes a really cool, super fuzzy looking drum mute. And they, guess what? They all do the same frickin' thing. <laughs> they mute your snare drum. The more of any one of that thing that you put on the drum, it's gonna mute it more. So let's not pretend like your cockle shells and your super fuzzy, Muppet looking drum mute makes you any different than the guy with the gaff tape. Like, it really, I think, is what is easiest for you to find and what works for you. Because the rest of it is really just yap. It's what do you like. It's just noise. I have, yeah. Like I said, I've made the Mr. Muff knockoff, I've made... The snare weight s- knockoff. Snare weight knockoff, I have made custom like leather ones. I have gaff tape, I have drum dots. Guess what I put on my drum and what is on the snare drum literally right now? Gaff. A, pe- a piece yeah. of gaff tape. That's two pieces. I'm going to it right now. And then two. there's shop towels on the tom, so there you go. That's the simplest answer that will still get you the normal result. Some kind of towel or some kind of gaff tape. Yeah. The rest is if you just happen to find something you like, which for me it's if I need to pick a brand, drum dots. That's what I like. Um, do you have a f- favorite one?
1: That- no, I I have two things of moon gel in my gig bag that are specifically for emergency reasons only. Like if and a I a great reason to have them. Like if I have to mute something, I'm going to bust it up for the most part. I don't have anything on my drums. Now, for my bass drums, I mean, I'll put a felt strip if I get that I hate that basketball sound. Yeah. And if I do, I use one of those cheap five ninety nine throw uh throw blankets. I'll yeah, put it in there. Just to just to get that basketball sound. but outside of that, I don't put anything on it. I use a P three clear on my bass drums. I use a fiber skin on the rezzo. If it doesn't sound good, it's
0: just not gonna sound good. True. Sure. I mean it's i so I don't I that's a lot to take in, but usually in most cases, I'm sure anybody that's been playing long enough will agree with me. Usually the simplest one is the easiest one to use and pr- produces just as good a results as the fanciest one you can freaking think of. Yeah. That Sabian, what is it called? Quiet Tone. Is that what he said it was called? Uh, the pad? Yeah. I, bu- I built the same thing, and guess what? It does exactly the same thing theirs does. The only difference was they have to pay for it. Yeah. So in most cases, I think... If you overthink that stuff, you're going to have a bad time. Just get you some gaff tape or a moon gel, yeah. and you'll probably be fine. Yeah. Um. And take that from me. There is a pile of unused, various types of specialty-made mutes that really just do the same thing as gaff tape. Yeah. Anybody agreeing or disagreeing with me?
1: Let's see. Mike Malone said, I've had some students show me drum tabs they find on sites like Songster, and I feel like if you can invest time to learn tabs, you're... So close to learning to read the real notation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Perfectly put. But if I guess the good side, of it, if that gets you in the door to learn notation, then I guess it's not so bad. True. But if it gets you to there, you know, if it's the leading the horse to water, that's fine. As long yeah. as you get there. Yeah, because I did watch a video last night that Adam Neely put out three years ago when his hair was cut short about fake books for jazz guys and how fake books were like, terrible ways to learn the standards because that was from the tune decks for like radio shows when that someone would play the tunes on the radio. Yeah. And then became the real book and then he was talking about a friend of his went and got vibed hard. Like he couldn't even play at the jam session because he brought a real book. They're like, no, you got to do it the way we did it which yeah. you, where you learn the tune by ear and you got to know the original key of the tune. Like it's, you don't get to walk in. Like what key are we in? How Matt and them yeah, say yeah, it? yeah. No. It's like if you're playing, you know, whatever the song is and the key of B flat blues that's what you're playing it in. It's like we're not gonna modify it Oh we'll put in the third capo no you're gonna play the, the song that way oh you're not gonna play it at all. <laughs> um, so yeah that's a good that's a good thing Mike I like that. Um, Zach Gowich says I agree about it being good for people to read sheet music. I had to sit down and learn Toto's Rosanna and about two days for an audition and I found very detailed sheet music one of the good things about learning a tune as big as that is that there's tons of resources on how to learn how to play that shuffle even outside of just that tune. Oh I yeah. I mean it gets grouped in with a bunch of I mean it's Jeff Picaro. It's a it's a yeah, one it's a triplet shuffle. Yeah, it's but it's one of the bigger like one of the biggest shuffles to like learn. Like I think uh Beat Down Brown, Rob Brown yeah, talks yeah. about like shuffles you have to know is that one, the purdy shuffle, and then I forgot the third one. I think it's, uh, i oh, will come back to me. But that's, that's part of the big thing that you need to learn. Um don't see, is that good? That helped big time, especially with more intricate stuff. Yep. Charlie Smith, as far as creativity, Grayson Nectraman,
0: the oh, Buddy yeah. Rich guy. Oh, my is doing... God, that kid is the second coming. I swear to God, that is the second coming of Buddy Rich. Yeah. Like, not only can he play what they played, but I've seen him just play with tracks, and he's creative. He's not just a parrot spitting that shit back yeah he actually can be creative like i i he's the second coming buddy rich i'm telling you and i think you had said it back uh you know months ago when he really was blown up he might just be the kid to make swing really cool again yeah for younger kids to come in and like learn how to play big band i think not trap beats not 16th note triplets Mm -hmm. but you know or chopping like he might just might Make swinging cool again.
1: Yeah, and I hope so. Well, so that would be. That that's would a be lot on your shoulders, Grayson, if you ever <laughs> see this. Because I can only do so much, and I don't have a bigger draw as you do. So No,
0: it's, 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 it's very cool. Um, so anything else before we get Let's to let see.
1: The... Uh, Charlie Smith, before his message got retracted, I don't know why it does that. He said, check out snare weights. Cause I remember saying it earlier. Oh, it might be if
0: he's like hmm. putting in the website or something, it might pull it back. Uh, I don't know how that works. The
1: mic said, I'm all about snare weight leather mufflers when it comes to dampening. Cosmo says, and your very different beards are both on point. We bearded guys. <laughs> 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 or, or, or a brotherhood just like us drummers. How about small segment the show sometime and preferred beard trimmers and or techniques. I'll tell you my technique right now. I don't trim I don't do anything. My barber moved away, and so I've just kind of given up. So this is it. I, do. I don't touch it. I am the
0: opposite. I want that line as straight as it'll go. Mm-hmm. I don't keep my beard as long as Jarrett does anymore, especially when we get to summer uh, because I, you know, other than 2020, I would be playing so much. The sweat is just overwhelming. So I keep it shorter now but super lined out on the bottom and the on the top. What is your preferred beard maintenance brand like for –
1: I've been really digging the boss man brand recently. I've been using their stuff for a couple of months
0: now and I like it a lot. So Jarrett is a boss man mm-hmm. and I would suggest checking out beard brand. Yeah. Great company. Uh, they make oils, they make beard butters, they make beard shampoo, they make combs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like everything mm-hmm. you can need one stop shopping. Um, so check out either boss man beard products or beard, uh, beard brand. Um, both really cool stuff. They have some, uh, Beard Brand has some really cool flavors that are like not typical. Like they have one called um, Old, Money. Old Money, which smells obviously like mm. kind of like a, a strong mus- musky, I would imagine. And they have one that's called the Four Vices, which has like be- hops, coffee, mm, whiskey, and I think it was like tobacco or something, right? Tobacco or the other. Uh, in there, and it's like all so, and, but they also have like very typical tea tree, um, kind of outdoorsy pine-smelling ones. Like they have a, a really big uh, selection, so check out either Beardman or Boss Man, Bossman. And I like Bossman because they have something called Beard Jelly. It's but cross between an oil and a balm. And I don't think you have it in right now. I don't. Uh, uh, if you go back to, I know for a fact, if you go to the first ever episode of this show. And look at when I switch to Jarrett's camera, it is like <laughs> the it is like the little uh, thing on Snapchat, the little filter you put yeah. on. I swear to God, his beard is just like literally shining like a thousand diamonds. That's it is, glistening. it is. I don't use Bossman products and have never used a beard jelly, but I would suggest if you want to bling your beard out, that's what you go for because yeah. that stuff is on point. And if you want to be a bearded drummer like we are, that's what you got to do. To get in that club Grow it out (laughs) And put You're a legacy member Because you're here And you can take it To the next level (laughs) By either Shopping at (laughs) Beard brand Or Uh, (laughs) Bossman, And you will be A legacy
1: Bearded drummer For sure Yep And then Charlie Smith says Yep Drum wallet And I think the
0: likes Of Tackle instrument supplies Do their own version too now Yes Um, Tackle's great um, I love. I, I don't own anything from Tackle, but I do want to purchase something not only to just support them because they're a good company, but to try out any one of the cool products that they make. Um, uh, well, you get, you get the try out. Remember, I had the,
1: I had the symbol leather felt that had the, the chain you could take it on and off. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I haven't owned oh, anything.
0: Oh, okay. Yours, yeah, you did have the little the jingler that you can kind of adjust, um, which was cool and I, nicely I like made. Yeah, uh, very good quality. I, how much was it? It was 20 bucks, but... No nah, it's but, worth it. But for me, you get a cymbal film and you... But
1: the cool thing is, like, if I... You know I like rivets and crap on all my no. cymbals. <laughs> don't you? Not you! Yeah, I like rivets and stuff on all my cymbals. Uh, and so for me, having that was like, if I don't like it or don't think it should be for this song, I don't have to take the wing nut off and pull that whole true. contraption off. Yeah, yeah, very It's true. just like an alligator clip onto, like, a D, a D-ring.
0: Yeah. You just pull it off and then boom. No, they were, the it, they, yeah. they were smart about the way that they built it. They were... And made it easy... To, you know, to get back and forth. Uh, so yeah, definitely check out Tackle. If yeah. you've never checked their stuff out before. Um, so if that gets us all caught up for now at least, we will dive into the, the last... negative side of Chops. The dark cauldron of hate. The ultimate... What could be construed as positive but can be also very negative is... And it's not... I don't mean the topic in general, but I mean just in the use of on Instagram the 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 choppers, the you know not to go into the whole chops thing, but just how you're really just bombarded with if that gets into your feed and the algorithm thinks that's what you're going for, you will be bombarded with nothing but sixteenth note triplets and the fastest singles. You ever saw in linear? It's, I don't like it. It's annoying. You're, well, the, it, I think the problem because there's,
1: there's. Oh, let me hang on. Go ahead. No, no, oh. I, it's just noise. And there's, I don't think you can gain anything from it by seeing a guy playing a bombardment of forte to or mezzo forte to forte, sounding sixteenth note triplets with just the same. Right, left, kick, 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 left, left, right, right, kick, left, right, kick. Right, yeah, left, well, kick, and because like.
0: it can be done properly, go watch Carter McLean. He plays blazing fast, but his licks are creative. Yes, he's not just doing the typical kick hand patterns that everybody does. That's just constant, you like know. He and puts if, you, space. if you don't watch yourself and you watch too many of those types of videos, that's all they're going to show you. That's all the algorithm is going to think you want to see, and then you're going to get pigeonholed, and then we're going to have another blow up like Hutch did. Where he's yelling at everybody, flurries. Yeah. Like just because like and, and like he said, I got his part of that 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 argument. It wasn't about flurries or whether you do flurries or whether you do super fast, whatever. It's about having a good enough vocabulary to where you can really get out whatever you're trying to get out. Maybe. Not just repeating what this drummer showed you. Or what you saw Anika Niels do. Or what you saw Eric Moore do. It's more about having the best vocabulary to what. I'd rather hear what Jared Taylor does. I don't want to hear Jared Taylor trying to regurgitate Eric Moore back at me. You're not Eric Moore. No. You're never going to be Eric Moore. Not that you can't be as good or great as Eric Moore. But I'm saying Eric Moore is Eric Moore. You're Jared Taylor. Why don't you build up your chops, your rudiments, your creativity level to where you can show me what is up here for you not oh well he does this bar and a half sixteenth note blah 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 yeah. you know like i'd rather see well then you go be blazing fast and show me how you would approach that situation and i think that's the biggest problem is it's way too easy just to mimic because then they're putting the l's and the r's down at the bottom and then you know a week later you got got the kid is just that's all you yeah, could do yeah. is that, that off-time, bar-and-a-half, almost super-confusing fill that loses the band half the time.
1: Yeah, and it's... Like, I was watching uh, the Orlando Drummer Podcast. Uh, I just watched the condensed bits in between um, when I have time, and he had a really cool response to a guy, because the guy was asking, like, what does he need to work on? He named off these 16 dudes, and... It was just like like just saying like it's like, what need to work on? I don't know, like I like these guys, and um, Adam gave him a really cool response, saying, like you named off all these dudes, but you never named yourself. It's like, Ooh. it's like you are it's like like you would say like you know that you could try to you know. Rip off all these guys, or you can just take it, mold it to be you. He goes, he goes you can't be uh, Stuart Copeland, and Stuart Copeland can't play how you play. It's yeah. like he can try, he
0: can get close, but he can't do what you do. Or uh, the way I could put it, if, if I was to think that way, is you're really just wasting time when you could be developing your own voice. Exactly. Why are, I don't walk around the juke joint on Sunday trying to talk like Jared. I don't do, there's no point in that. That would be literally wasting my whole night when it's like, well, why don't you just learn to speak like yourself, have your own opinion? And that's really what anyone's single style of playing, for me, is, is that is your musical equivalent of your opinion. Yeah. Like, when you start speaking through whatever you're playing, you're showing me your opinion on the, whatever's going on musically at the time with your playing. So why are you showing me Anika Neal's opinion? You're not her, and I don't expect you to think just like her, nor would I expect you to play just like her, as opposed to, like you said, develop your own vocabulary. And then, I can't remember where I read it. It was either in the Stoic drummer or just a video I saw recently where the guy was saying that your favorite drummer should be you. Yeah. And why shouldn't your favorite drummer just be you? Because you play exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. Like, that's what the whole thing is, is you're playing... Exactly what you wanted to hear in that moment, whether you executed it right. That's the learning process of the whole, you know, playing drums your entire life. But you are playing what you want to hear. So why would you not be your own favorite drum? Yeah. And if you can't do something, that's just what spurs you to learn or get better at that. So in that specific situation, say, you know, Jared, I'm not that great at single stroke rolls. I can kill everything else. Well, why would that not drive you to be the best single stroke roll guy so that that now comes out in your playing and becomes a favorite part of your own musical opinion, exactly. Um, so that's the biggest thing is it's just kind of goes back to that short format cookie cutter format where well, it's very easy for them to pick up these little linear licks and do all this stuff, which does sound cool when used in the proper context, but too much of it just like anything, and then that's all you are, because I think a, a a big part of that also comes when you
1: get into, it's it's what's popular, it's what's hip, it's what's cool, which and we so, all get sucked into. Yeah, but I think it's it, but then it it gets to this like, reverb chamber because everyone's always doing the same four stickings across everything, and and I guess like one of the downfalls of Instagram is like trying to gain popularity, get your clout. To be yeah, recognized. Get those followers. get yeah. the, You know, get, get to the
0: top of that game.
1: So you do all that, and then that's going to require you to play like someone else. It's like some guys might do a little different thing here or there. It's like, but. Well, but that's natural.
0: Yeah. You can hear, I'm sure when you hear me play sometimes, you can hear Stanton peek out a little bit. Yeah. Or the things that I picked up from Carter Beaufort. Or when I'm trying to be super pocket-oriented and dirty and sound like Levon, hopefully. Like or when you're, you know, when you're doing a specific swing pattern or when you kind of go into that latin thing or when you start doing what's more sounds like you're harkening back to your marching days, I can hear each one of those, which is good. You should yeah. always, you know, show off what you've been affected by, but also I think we can all agree that the end goal is to be you and your favorite drummer should be you. Yeah. Why would it not be? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong to think that your ego is so big that you're your favorite drummer, why not? That's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um then you're happy with your playing even though it's an ever-growing thing. But yeah, I w- I would hope that and I you know, if you'd ask me that question, I probably wouldn't answer it right either, you know. I probably wouldn't have said, "Oh, well, I'm one of my biggest, you know." Yeah. It would never occur to you to think that, but once you hear it said so simply, it's like, "Oh yeah, I should. I should be." Yeah. You know, why not? So that is the only major pitfall I see with it. But I guess it's not totally that bad because, like you said, in a lot of cases it might be leading them to the right thing. Yeah. Um, Because I think we'll all agree, just like most fads, there'll be a time when we look back and go, man, back in those days they just played too much. They didn't sit back and do the pocket or have a nice balance of pocket and chops. You know, uh, I'm almost positive there'll be a, a, a time when we go, yeah, there was that period where it was just flares of chops left and right and you couldn't even see your own face for the hands flying yeah, I'm, across I'm, the toms.
1: I'm waiting for like in the next 10 years it's going to be everyone's playing the money beat. Like, well, and and That's, that's why I think uh, what's
0: be funny with Grayson Nekretman is wouldn't it be be funny that in a couple of years he turned everybody into like Gene Krupa and then all of a sudden they're worried more about jazz comping patterns and you know sweet melodic across the toms as opposed to oh I can't believe we all used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that uh, <laughs> we're now we're now we
1: got guys playing syncopation
0: you, cha, 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 cha. <laughs> yeah exactly so uh you know i'm sure a lot of y'all will either agree or you know some of you will even disagree uh with how you feel about that kind of choppy really social media driven aspect of the way Instagram works is are any of them even uh, agreeing or disagreeing with what, uh, you know, because that's like we always say it and we'll run it into the ground on the show. That's the best part of the show is that's why we run it live is so that y'all can yell at us in real time.
1: Yeah. Uh, Charlie said the best reaction to chops I've seen was Vinny Caluda being shown the latest hit chopper and responding. I was doing that 30 years ago. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look back to like those old videos of, of Vinny and them, like they were literally doing that. Not as much footwork to say to that degree, you know, because let me let me be a little more specific. Because you gave me that look? No, up, no I was yeah. going to say
0: maybe not doing as much footwork, but still being just as complicated yeah. and more creative.
1: i you were to say, like, no, they had, no, no, it no, like, no, 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 no. Because the stuff I've seen back in the day, if you can, anyone can definitely disagree with me. But it seemed like a lot of the stuff from like Vinny's early years, the Dave Weckl, it was very hands based. Like you'd get some foot, but I think it was a lot yeah. of a lot of it was very it was melodic tom playing, but it's very hands. I mean, you still see some guys, I still do it just because of my marching days. I throw the try to throw drags and flams and inverts on top of my stuff. You know, and that's what they were doing, going to these crazy, you know, and they're just going, it's all hands. You get occasional foot here and there, but it's very hands-based. And I think now it's, you got more feet into the mix, but it was the same thing. Um, And then he goes, Vinny was tasteful and musical and knew where to put it and where to lay back. Most Insta drummers are just regurgitating all the stuff all over with little thought of taste or
0: musicality. And I think that's that's probably a big part of it. not that it's bad or good or right or wrong. It's just that circle of we'll just regurgitate what the other guy was doing. Don't change it to suit you. Don't put your little lick on it, but just literally spit it right back out. you know i I, I would agree that's probably my biggest issue with it.
1: yeah, um anymore um Cosmos said thought the show was over, just kidding. <laughs> and then he goes.
0: Vinny walks the earth alone, drumming wise. Yes, he does. He is a, a, an island unto himself with his masterful playing. Um, God, that's a, that's a whole nother That'll be have to be when we do specific episodes on specific drummers. That'll be some super fun when we break start breaking down Vinny or Buddy or you know any one of those guys. Yeah, I can.
1: Um, I mean, some of those would be very short if we. Would it be cynical? True. I could be like, "All right, let's see here's Eric Moore. <laughs> Done. All right, <laughs> see you next week. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, you know that was so that was very negative. <laughs> that was that was a very low blow. Um, because he's definitely I've, I've probably, seen him break and, into his you know when he can he, actually hold he, the pocket and he's definitely improved from his breakout day to now. Oh yeah, like him, Aaron Spears have definitely gotten. I mean, they're already you know they were monsters. Forever ago, but they're still like innovating and getting well, but like all of us,
0: they're just yeah. growing, you know, just learning like everybody should. I, I don't expect, and it's obviously not like Tony Royster 10 years ago, is not like Tony Royster now, and nor should he be, or even older guys. Steve Smith is nowhere near the drummer he was when he started out, he became a superman of drums. Now he later took on. that hiatus and then came back he being a to jazz his, god, yeah, yeah, he used it to a true advantage. Um, so that's uh, that's the whole thing, I think, is at least to, to be growing. But you know, don't always... I think that's the point of growing and what would be considered learning is to take things that you learn and make them you. Don't just spit them back out. Yeah. Because um, nobody's going to sound like you. Um, even as cliche as that is to say, and you hear drum teachers talk about it all the time, it's true. Nobody sounds like you and you don't sound like anybody else. So you might as well develop what you have and see if you can make your mark and you know, be happy as a musician that way. Yeah. So, on the whole, you know, that's kind of, I guess, Instagram kind of summarized a little bit. Um, always, there's going to be some bad in every platform. There's going to be some good. Um, I think, on the whole, probably more good than bad for Instagram. Yeah. Um, I know I love it, and I'm off Facebook anyway, so it's kind of the last place I can get to short-form stuff without going... To YouTube. And I enjoy it, because I get to see some like cool
1: dudes doing weird things. Like, there's yeah. this one cat. I cannot think of his name. Um, well, there's two guys that do weird stuff. There's one guy who has all these cool, old, like, vintage, like, single tension drums and stuff. He shoots all the stuff in black and white. Ooh. But he plays, like, all these... Like, concept records and recordings. Yeah, yeah, So, like, he'll have, like, a snare drum with, like, a towel and something else on, like, a bell or something. Then he'll have, like, a metal, like, triangle beater with, like, a wood club. You will have all this other weird stuff. And just all these cool textures. And he sounds like a one-man, like, rhythm section, like like a conga player. Yeah. But he's just doing all these cool – and it's very – it's all these really long bass grooves – and patterns, and all these weird, funky sounds. And it's just cool to like hear someone not play two and four.
0: And well, to get but in- also on the bigger picture, I think um, that would be the the best benefit to any platform, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Like you just said, something that you never thought you'd see before, and all of a sudden you're like, wow. Yeah. I never expected some dude to try to pull that out, you know, so you're going to get exposed to stuff you never would have gotten exposed to, which is the best thing out of any platform. So I guess on that basis alone, it probably makes every platform worth it. Just be on the off chance. You only learn one thing in your life that you might not have run into. Otherwise, Yeah, if you learned one thing, it was worth it. Um, so, you know, and we'll break down, you know, other areas uh, in other talks, but that's kind of at least our feelings on instagram i don't know if any of y'all disagree with us or you know i would imagine most probably agree because we're being pretty fair with everything yeah we're not gonna bash we're not here to bash anybody anyway no um but they're all gonna have some bad and some good and no Um, one no one's perfect yeah um so that being said that kind of wraps us up for the day did anybody else have anything before i push this out of here and check this mic because y'all said it was low
1: let's see um A.R. Drummer says, I matched a 17XX Dark Crash with a <coughs> with an AX Sabian for some hats. Really happy with the sound. Exists as the top hat, which, which would be pretty dope because considering that most hats, uh, which was made popular by Zildjian, uh, was that <laughs> you have a thinner symbol on top and a heavier symbol on bottom. Thus, that's how the new beats became. True. Most of the time, is that the the idea was you wanted to have two of the exact symbols match so it would sound yeah. the best. Um. So, take, <laughs> so take that with your all your all your jabs. Stop that. firing
0: shots across the table. Oh, I'll, I'll, this is a no man's land right now. And y'all let us know um, whether he said the mic on this side And the guest side was yeah. Low. Charlie said it was low at the beginning. Charlie, let me know. I think I adjusted it correctly. Um, it should be equal volume with the other mics now, but let me know before we get out of here if you're still here, uh, whether this one is uh, is sounding good or not. But anybody else before we
1: uh... Uh, let's see, uh, I got a, two new two new things. Um, Ar says the 19 exists. Dark ride actually surprised me. Crashable in a nice stack definition. Bell's a
0: little lacking. That's the only bad thing. Yeah, those dark Drives all don't have the best bells, but they're not, you know, the, we, we, like we said, there's always going to be that trade-off, yeah, so the, and you're going to have to sacrifice that in the thinness and the darkness. Um, and I will agree, my 20-inch <clears throat> dark, dry crash, or dry, dark tra- crash, if you were to try to use it for a, a ride, you probably could, but it doesn't have the best bell, and I don't think it's really suited for that, so I'm with them. You know, they do lose a little in the bell, but they gain so much in that dark side. Mm. Um, either way, a very cool um thing to check out that's fairly new. It's about four or five years since they let those out. But um yeah, know, I, still, it's still very cool.
1: Because I can't remember the trade off for the bell so I don't know if you if the bell is smaller, you get more I think it's definition.
0: Definition. You get more definition mm-hmm. with the smaller bell but less volume and the larger the bell, you lose a little of definition but you get more projection. Yeah. Um so um anybody else? Uh Mike
1: Malone said Instagram is a nice way to get me inspired to jump on the kit. But it's a fine line to not jump off the kit and scroll through Instagram instead sometimes. Stay focused, Very true.
0: everything in proportion. Very true. Uh, like That's what I use it for most of the time. is just that little spark of inspiration to get to that point. And like you said, hopefully that you would not just sit there you know, and keep scrolling. So good point on that one, Mike. And then Charlie and Zach both say that it sounds much better now. Sweet. So this will be the third spot. For the guest when we do have a guest on um, Like I said first guest is next week That's going to be Mr. Derek Fountain Good buddy of ours uh, Great photographer Ran our local music store for quite a while um, So that will be starting next week Same time as usual He will be right where I'm sitting right now Anybody else Jer before we wrap That's it Alright folks So just to reiterate
1: You can catch us on all your favorite platforms. Steven, do you have any
0: upcoming videos on the main channel coming up? I have just been trying to get all this set up. I have like three in the can that just have to be edited and put up. And now it's going to be four because I'm going to do one on the uh, practice pad that we talked about. So the video for that will be coming soon. Uh, That'll be an easy video. But yeah, I got like four that are going to be coming out. So I just have to now that everything's done and everything's settled, I can get down to working on that. Um, so as always, thank you for all of our legacy members that were hanging out tonight and anybody that feels like they want to jump up to the bearded drummer level. Remember to check out Boss Man Beard Products and Beard Brand. Neither are sponsored of the show, um, but both make some very cool products. Uh, Jared, anything you want to get off your chest before we get out of here?
1: Um, one. If you want to join the beard club, it needs to be longer than a five o'clock shadow. I'm talking maybe more like a, uh,
0: like yeah. a minimum two on the the guard, the cutting guard. Yeah, you got to use a minimum two on your cutting guard.
1: I should be able to put my thumb on it
0: and pull something up. That's like right. I should be able to see a line. And we will start know? taking applications for the bearded drummer club here soon. Uh, all the legacy members. We'll get contacted about that in a spam email that we send out randomly through a third- party marketing agency, and they will send you emails uh, daily until you respond.
1: Yes, and you cannot <laughs> unsubscribe. You cannot unsubscribe. It's no. impossible. Um, no, i'm I'm feel pretty good. I think we, you know, talked a, a good bit about everything today.
0: Yes, and, it was a good topic as um, usual, and we will have another good topic. We'll figure out the best topic to use with our new guest. Um, so again, next week, Um, 6 p.m. Central Standard we will be here at our regular time with our first guests starting to bring guests on and remember as always if you want to hear the audio only version of the podcast you can catch us live every Thursday 6 p.m. Central Standard Time here on YouTube but you can also find the audio only version on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and apparently now Google Podcasts I didn't know we were on there Um, so yes, thank you as always Jarrett and I love hanging out with all of you and getting to chat with you live every week. We now have the bigger job of going and playing this brand new Exist Dark Ion Crash 19-inch. So we're going to go do that and then probably talk to Derek about getting some food. Thank you, Jarrett, for my brand new Nelson Drum Shop super hipster towel that I can cover my drums with. Oh, it sounds good. You get you get you, I I
1: did it all. It's on the, the highest quality. I did it on that uh that Radio King snare, the Gold Sparkle one. You get a you get a lot of definition still.
0: It it sounds like a highly defined low bell shop rag. It it's, a, it's it's a nice rag. It's a double-hammered job rag, so <laughs> Um as always, thank you all of you. We will see you on the next week and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you guys. We are out of here. Peace.